Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Break the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. The Nothing But Niners crew is back. And, guys, it's time for our official NFL draft recap. Now, I am here today with my man Nick. He is down there, 49 Faithful 365. What up, big dog? What up, what up, what up? Yeah, baby. And my man Breezy, he is Wayne Breezy on Twitter. What's going on, What's man? up? What's going on, Faithful? Yeah. What's going on, Nothing But Niners? How y'all doing, baby? Good, man. Well, I'm good. I, I, Nick, Nick, how you feeling over there, bro? I see the sourdough Sam in the background. That's cool, man. I've never seen that before. You never noticed that? Like, nah, I made I never noticed a sourdough. personal one that has all different emblems and things on it. I like that That's shit, man. That's clean as hell, okay? So, right, um, you, nah, things are good, man. Just tired. It was a long night. But, uh, yeah, man, just uh, ready to break down this draft and then and, – you know, overall give a grade if we got, if this team got better or not. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I was going through and, and, and looking at some of the guys that we got and doing a little bit more digging on them. And it's amazing how your opinions can change based off of how you're feeling. So I was doing this earlier when I was in a bad mood and I'm like, man, this dude's trash. He, <laughs> we reached on this guy. Da, 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 da. And then I went back, I was feeling a little bit better. And you start looking at him later and it's like, man, this guy's going to be pretty good. So I'm all over the place with my with my assessments, man. I guess it's gonna go based off of how the uh, how the how the, how I'm feeling. Like it's gonna be how I how I verbalize. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that I think that they're bad. It's just you know you can say, oh well, it's easy, it's a big risk. And blah, blah, blah. what what do you see from these guys? What do you say? Well, I'm excited to have a, uh, have a discussion about it all here. Now, Wayne, I gotta ask you, man. I know you do like about seven, 11, 12 shows. <laughs> How many times have you done a draft recap already? This is this would be my no, this would be my second, man. We only did one on nitty gritty, man. That this would be to be my second. So 
I took a break, man. After on Sunday, I didn't want to do nothing football, but I was tired, man. I I don't know how y'all be doing them long draft shows, but but we did it. <laughs> you know me, I'm a I'm a power hour guy, yo. Like <laughs> you, yeah, no, you can't you can't just get in for an hour with the draft, though, man. They don't they don't allow that to happen. So you know you really gotta. Yeah, buckle in and, and and go along for the ride. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. It's like camping out, trying to get that. You know, them some Jordans or a PS5 or something. Like you know, had the tin up and everything. I ain't about that life. <laughs> <laughs> I have never waited outside for an item before. Uh, um, wait, my aunt asked me my to do iPhone, it. One, uh, I think I did one one Thursday, uh, Black Friday, with my aunt. She asked me to do it before. Have you ever camped out for something, Nick? No. Black Friday for sure. Black Friday. No. Nah. I hit up a security guard that works there like months before. Like, yo, can you do this for me? Like, nah, I ain't sleeping out at no score for anything. My aunt had me outside one time. I think it was like three or four in the morning waiting in line (laughs) for the store to open. Now, the good news is that the store opened at like seven or eight. And when I got there, I got there late. I ain't tell her. I got there late. (laughs) And uh, it was only like seven to 18 people in front of me. So it it wasn't bad. You got lucky. You got lucky. Yeah, I yeah, had no, one out with my sisters for Black Friday, though, and they leave at like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning when it used to be when it was crazy. You know, now you yeah. don't go until like after Thanksgiving dinner and then mm-hmm. Friday itself. But so I just be the rat like, OK, go stand in line and hold me a spot while I go get all my stuff. And then, you know, I'm just standing in line waiting to pay. I don't know how many times I got up to the register like I ain't paying for this stuff like. Because my sister's like, here, just take this and get in line, and I'll be right back. And she don't come back, so for a while, that's crazy. But, ain't no coming back, man. Ain't no coming back. But at least yeah. she had the items in the cart. That's the hard part. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But Black Friday, man, is is Black Friday still the same with online shopping now? Like, is that is that still a thing for people? Yeah, it's still a thing, man. The stores the stores open up earlier, right? So they open up on Thursday now. All right, right. so then you yeah. get your Thursday specials. So cats, they really trying to take you out of your home, man, on Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, I'll I, I be wanting to watch football <laughs> like all right. day. Right. And so they right. really want to take you out of your crib. And so now you got your Thursday special. Thursday has different specials than Friday. Right. I don't know if you noticed that, but Thursday's got I a didn't got, know that. Yeah. Thursday's got better deals. And then your Black Friday deals are there. And then your and then Saturday. Cyber deals. Monday is the next Monday, right? And then Cyber Monday comes. And that's yeah. when you're supposed to online shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. All right, I gotta get off of this topic. But I remember. Uh, do y'all remember when Amazon had like that that five gallon jug of lube for like seven dollars? <laughs> what the? No, hell? I don't remember that because I wasn't looking for it. Nobody was, but it was on their front. It was the biggest savings. It was the biggest savings that Amazon offered. It was a five gallon jug of lube, bro. I ain't. All right, that's cool. Let's get let's get to the show, man. Uh, first, we have some news. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I tell you, I I don't I never expect what's coming out what's gonna come out your mouth, bro. <laughs> look, look, look! Somebody said I bought one. Look, look, look! DJ Malone in the chat. He said he bought one. You see what I'm saying? It was a thing, man. It was a thing. I'm telling was, you. What, we, we talking sexual lube or jiff or mechanical I, I lube? Didn't, I didn't click on the item. I didn't purchase it. So I don't. We gotta ask the the expert in the room. It just said lube. Okay. It was, it was a lubricant. I don't know if it was water based. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of lubrication it was, but it was this a big ass five thing. gallon thing of KY jelly, bro. Bro, I can't with y'all. 
<laughs> I can't with y'all. That's it's when him, I started man. my OnlyFans page. <laughs> yo, I, I, I tweeted out the other day, Look, yo. They want to know busted, what kind of loop. <laughs> I tweeted out the other day. I was like, I bust on Mike all the time about an OnlyFans page, but man, some of these people be popping up on there. I'm about bro, to go yeah. on there and go full fledged OnlyFans. Like, bro, they be Andrew they be said, Astro man, I, you know, I, Astro Glide is better than KY Jelly, too, by the way. Well, KY Jelly, on here. That's weird. KY is water based and it's safer for people who use oxygen because you can't use petroleum and oxygen. You can't mix those two together. So we, when we have patients at my job who are uh, using the oxygens and the cannula and stuff like that, you tell them to use KY because it's a water based. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So it's a water based uh, lubricant. So it's, it's that's way what we better. Used on the ambulances too was KY right. for, mm-hmm. for the nasal cannulas and and yeah. uh, like the nasopharyngeals and things like that. When we had to stick it to give them an airway and things like that, we use KY. Exactly. That's that's the way to go, man. It's the safest thing to do. Um, but we got to start with some news, man. The 49ers are getting somebody from the International League. Do we have an image for that? Do we did we get one? Uh, I did not put an image up for that. I should have, but I did not. All um, right. I get Alfredo Gutierrez. That's Alfredo. his name, right? Not like I got the first call. name right. I got the first name right. All right, so I know a little bit this dude, man. What what is he? Six nine? No, how tall is he? Six something. He's a tall dude. He, Two well, three twenty five. Six eight. I was close. See, six eight three twenty five. I posted a clip earlier, man, on on my Twitter, and uh, it was a run block. And if you watch <laughs> the way he man handled the safety. <laughs> It was it was like watching this big this little safety guy come out of That's nowhere. Not fair. That's not <laughs> fair, man. But but the dude, he pushed him so far back, like there was nobody else for him to block. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't know what his, you know, I don't know what his weaknesses are, but clearly in the run game, he's a mauler. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so. I don't know how this works. Apparently, it's like some kind of special rule. All right, so it says NFC West teams are eligible this season to carry an additional practice squad member as part of an international exemption. This is for all NFC West teams. So the the 49ers were uh, given another offensive lineman and Alfredo Gutierrez from Mexico. The Seahawks got a linebacker, Aaron Donker from Germany. The Rams got another offensive lineman, uh, Max Percher from Italy, and the Cardinals got a tight end, uh, Bernhard Sekovitz from Australia. So uh, this is some kind of international program that the NFL is doing, and I don't, re- I don't really know much about it, but I thought it was pretty cool to see that that's why they were doing some of the things that they were doing. Oh, yeah. So do these guys have a real shot at making the team? Do they just get to work with Is it like a student ex- – it's a foreign exchange program? Like, how does this work? I mean, we're not sure, right? I mean, I, I, they're signing them to deals, so I'm assuming they have a shot. Uh, but like you said, they're eligible for the practice squad. So this is another another player that can go on that practice squad. That's that play, man. Did you do you see? Watch, just watch him put. Matter of fact, I'll I'll send it here. We'll, we'll upload That's it. Your, this, this from your tweet. Why you throw that man like that? He disrespects <laughs> And then somebody commented like he was. He, he still got work to do. I'm like, okay. But he just pushed somebody like feet away from the way. Much more work he got to do. Let him find a little dude on the team. Just let him push him. 
like I don't man. I don't I don't guess. I don't get is Lane breaking up to you too, Nick, or is that just on my end? No, me too. Oh, I was breaking up. I'm sorry. You didn't give it. I was speaking. It's made the force. Am I still breaking up now? No. no. Oh, may That's the fourth be with you. All right. Yeah. So I saw that image of there up there of him. So that was that was the one bit of 49ers news. And also the Niners made some roster cuts. That yeah, we I was gonna say we cut some people also. Cold yeah. out. So uh three players were waived today. Um Adonis Alexander is the cornerback that was corner back that was waived, wide receiver Matt Cole, and safety Chris Edwards. Um, you know, we talked about Nick. I think you were the one who, who was the first person to mention it. Like, bro, how many spots we got left? Like, we <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to cut down on some people somewhere. Well, the other thing is, is the Niners didn't sign a whole lot of undrafted guys either, like mm-hmm. priority free agents, because they had no roster room. So, and that was that's what they came out and said. They were like, you know, normally we bring in twelve to fifteen guys or whatever for priority free agents. We didn't really bring in, I don't know what the total count was. Um, Cause I haven't really looked into the priority guys, but I saw a tweet from Matt Mayoko, I believe it was. And was like, yeah, the Niners usually go heavy in priority free agents, but this year they just don't have the roster spots. So. Well, people um, were trying to say that we didn't, we can, we can go over 90, but I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't think uh, you can go over 90. We got, I think you go four, 90. We did get four undrafted free agents. We didn't break those down here. Well, we, we I think we should include them uh, in tonight's breakdown here. Uh, but I can tell you now, they got Austin Watkins Jr., uh, Justin Hilliard, or Hilliard. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, Josh Peterson. Yes, that related yeah, that's, to uh, Mr. Peter, uh, Coach Peterson's Peterson, son. Son, Doug yeah, Peterson. tight end, and Elijah Sullivan. So. <clears throat> Uh, we'll definitely talk about those guys, break them down. Oh, I, I should have told you guys what position they played. I'm sorry. Austin Watkins Jr. is a wide receiver. Uh, Justin Hilliard, uh, Hilliard is a linebacker. Josh Peterson's a tight end. Elijah Sullivan is a linebacker. So, uh, we let's, I mean, any any thoughts on the cuts before we move on to this draft breakdown? No. Nah, not at all. I don't really have anything on the cuts. I mean, like I said, it's mainly you're getting rid of, you know, you're bringing in, you know, they took the replacements of the priority free agents. So, or the priority free agents took their spaces. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see because there's also reports out there that the Niners are thinking about bringing back Richard Sherman and Justin Jefferson, the safety, which will Tony be interesting Jefferson. to see. Or Tony, yeah, I said Justin. Uh, Tony Jefferson um, will be interesting to see what they do there. Because I heard the last report I heard was they're trying to clear cap room, but we have cap room, so I'm not sure where that report's coming from. Mm. Okay, that was weird. Am I still breaking up? No, you're good. Right you're good bro. All right. I just want you. I want. I want to show everybody this play because I thought this was dope. All right, here we go. <laughs> there he is. <isn't> <laughs> he wanted to hit him again. He wanted my man to get up. He's like, I dare you. He did. He did. <laughs> he looked at him and it was like, no, nah, let me keep going. He's good. He's good. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was crazy. That was crazy. He looked a little clunky and dumpy there, but it's cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So He's a big I, guy. I asked you guys after day one, and before we get into everything and breaking down the draft, what do you think uh, the grades are on the draft? 
Like, what would you give them? The fight we, you know, I think you guys said. Well, Wayne wasn't here, but uh, Mike, I think you said a B or a B plus. I think I was at like a B minus on day one. Oh um, no, no, no! Not on day one. I thought you meant on the last show that we did. No, I asked like on the. Uh, it was after first and second rounds, I believe. It was after the first and the second round. I asked what the grades were because it was when we picked up Thurman. Um. Well, that means it's in the day two because day one is just round one. That's what I mean. Day two, yeah, the end of day two. It was the end of day two, before we got into the fourth round. Mm, I don't remember what I would what grade I would have given it, but I did like Banks and I did like the running back, so it probably boosted. I mean, they were probably at an A for me at that point. It was a little puzzling. I remember when it happened. Like, that's not a corner. <clears throat> that's not a wide receiver. That's not a linebacker. Like, I, I was like, uh-oh, what are the Niners doing? So I do remember, like, feeling a little puzzled at what was going on. I wasn't quite sure what their game plan was. Well, so. Breezy, what would you give the, the draft overall? Overall, I'm in the I'm in the B to B-plus range. B to B-plus. Uh, some of the picks – as we were drafting the picks and spin around, some of them didn't make sense to me. So uh, I thought we reached for an offensive lineman in the second round, uh, especially when we when we needed a, a cornerback. We could have used another special type of wide receiver. And so we ended up going with an offensive lineman. So I, I was kind of like kind of like not understanding that. Uh not in the second round, not for a guy that I felt like he had a third third round grade on him. And so uh, to me, that would have been a better third round pick because you could have gotten your your cornerback. But apparently our corner, the cornerback they wanted was taken right before. <laughs> and so but then again, John Lynch said this was the guy they were going to go with. Right. Wait, wait, wait. What corner did they want? that went before Ashanti Samuel Jr. Who was drafted by the Chargers. He went, yeah, he went to pick right before 48. <clears throat> and so. They traded back, probably thinking they could still get him. And if he was on the board, they probably would have took Asante Samuel Jr. But since he was gone, they went with their their plan. And so, like I said, at first during the draft, I'm like, what? And then it was more like, okay, all right, I I understand what we're doing. Especially at especially in our third pick when we traded back up to draft the running back. I'm like, oh, I got it. We bought the we bought to play bully ball. We bought the pounding ground. I think a lot of it taking taking the guard there too was there was a run on there was a run on linemen too, like right before Asante. Nah. Wasn't there two nah. linemen come off? Nah, not at the guard position. There was a bunch of tackles. Um well yeah, that's what, I'm just saying linemen in general. I'm not yeah. saying positional wise exactly in guards, well, but let, let me ask this question, right? Wide receivers should not have been as big of a need as guard, right? Because for all intents and purposes, we've invested heavily in the wide receiver group. In the last just two seasons, uh, two drafts, you got Debo, Hurd, and then the first round the following season, you have Ayuk, right? Like, you put a lot of gas into that position. And I think that we all felt that the right guard was the biggest hole left on the 49ers offense, right? We were it all was only off- because the right guard wasn't playing right guard. Right, right. He he was he's your utility guy. 
But like, <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess I see what you're saying there. I just felt like maybe because if you had to find a hole, that's where the hole would have been. And see, we remember I, see, how we just, kept getting just, beat across the face. The, the pressure coming up the middle was crazy all year long, no matter see, who I, was in the quarterback. I agree, but we still we lost Kendrick Bourne. So losing Kendrick Bourne, now you're asking a, a different type of wide receiver to step up. We don't know what Jalen Hurd is going to be like. We don't know what some of these other guys that are injured that are supposed to be coming back are going to be like. And so you're really only left with Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo Samuel, who's also coming back from an injury, right? And so I felt like there was – I felt like the, the, the draft was deep with wide receivers, so I thought the 49ers could have had addressed it in any particular round, and they chose not to, right? They could have gotten a specific – they could have got a specific skill set type of player in any round. Um, so maybe you're right, Mike. This is why they addressed the guard position. He was like, no, let me go get one of these high-profile guards and continue mm -hmm. the rebuild, continue to replenish the offensive line. So I get where you're mm -hmm. going with it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. We don't know where Jalen Hurd, Jawan Jennings, Travis Benjamin, Sanu, uh, Craycraft. Like, right. We don't know where all those guys – we have 12 wide receivers on this roster right now. You're going to only go into camp. You're only going to keep going into the season probably seven or eight, right? That's what we normally do. So I do think that – Um. oh, and I didn't even mention Kevin White too. Like you have Kevin White there. There's, there's 12 guys. But you can go and you can look at guys like – we don't know how Jennings' hamstring is. That could be completely healed and he could be playing this year. We don't know how the back injury or the ACL tear is with Hurd. Um, he could, you know, John Lynch says he's still rehabbing and he's coming along. We don't know how far along he is, but then you look at Richie James, like Richie James could play the slot and this could be his time. I think Richie James really benefits the most from having a strong arm quarterback. I think you're right. Yeah. No. And I think, I think he could literally be that number three guy and this could be his year to get those snaps along with other guys like, Heard Jennings, um, heard Jennings, uh, Sanu, Travis Benjamin, you know, those type of guys. Because then you go and you look at it, and we're like, okay, let's look what we did to the line. We locked up Trent, uh, Trent Williams for, for years, right? We have Alex Mack for three years. Lakin Tomlinson still has two years left on his deal, I believe. Brunskill has is on a one year deal. Mike McGlinchey's going to get his fifth year option picked up so that leaves him with two years so that guard position you don't have if he pans out you don't sign Brunskill you he's on a rookie deal and he's filled he fills in now you have your line for at least three years and you're set in that position or so you sign Brunskill as your backup now you he's a Brunskill as your swing right. tackle or, or your guard or whatever you want to play him at mm -hmm. so I see where they did it but I know a lot of people are upset because we didn't take a corner, but I was saying this whole draft, if you guys, Mike, if you remember, I was saying that corner is really not that much of a need right now. Like it's just a need because of the fact that we talked about it all the time was because we didn't have no money. And how are we going to get these guys to come back? Well, we got these guys to come back. They're still obviously adding more. You still have a guy in Tim Harris who we haven't seen. You now you have Avery Thomas, who we haven't seen in a rookie. 
you have other guys on this roster that can fill in. You have Talanoa. How do you say his name? Talanoa. That's how you Talanoa Hufanga. Hufanga. Talanoa Hufanga, who could le- easily take probably Jaquaski Cart's position sooner or later. He's going to be a, be a would, steal of the draft. I want to say easily. What's that? I wouldn't say easily. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying with contract wise. Yeah, he's saying if, with contract if he doesn't wise, come back, Hart's only on a one year deal. Right. Exactly. I got so you. He has the talent to take over there. I'm not saying that he's going to beat out. Oh, I Hart. thought you said he could easily take Jaquaski's Tart job eventually. That's what I thought you said. So I'm. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once the contract is over. Uh, okay, I got you. He, he I knew what you. I knew he was applying. Yeah, so he can fill in. So next year we're going to have more money. We're going to have more cap space. We can bring in other guys and we can bring in and see how these young guys go at corner because that's where we're at right now i mean it's kind of weird yeah we're gonna break down the individual players and and talk about them here but you know i think overall i think the niners did a solid job of drafting for the best players for the future you know we talk so much this offseason about how incredible the the uh the offseason went and the free agency period went and we all sat here and said, it's basically, once you get your quarterback, it's BPA. We all talked about that on the show multiple times, right? And then when, we, when they come in here and they take what they think is BPA, see, we're so used to the Niners don't take running back. They don't take running backs. But what if a running back is the BPA? We never even thought that that was something that this team would do because we're so used to them just giving Bobby Turner scraps. Hey, psst, here's a UDFA. He's really fast. Go. Make him work. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're so used to that that we didn't we didn't fathom the idea that the Niners <laughs> could not only trade up for but take two running backs in a draft, two of them, right? Two different style, style running backs, too. Right. This this contribution here. See, this is this is what gets me about draft time. It's it's when people speak with so much certainty. I I don't get it. I've never understood it. This is breezy. We reached one hundred percent. We reached for need over talent. We could have got Davis. We could have got him or Davis in the third round that hurt because there were first round talent there asante aziz and marshall asante wasn't think, there. Yeah. so asante was hold on asante was there before we traded back right before we okay. trade yeah before the trade yeah so so if we would have kept our pick at 43 or 42 wherever we were drafted we could have drafted asante so he was there and there were other players that were there that are more talented uh but i mean but then it you go and do that, you draft him there. Now you lose that fourth round pick that you got, and then we can't move back up to take a guy like Trey Sermon like we did. So well, we didn't have to take a guy like Trey Sermon. So that that that's probably what he's alluding to. Like you get what I'm saying? Like it's like we could have picked up a better corner and been set probably for the next few years at that position. But like I said, none of us knew. The plan, like, like it's like it's like we didn't know the plan. We knew we were going to get the quarterback, but Mike just kind of alluded to saying, "Yo, we're preparing for the future," and so the future is Lance and these big mother suckers on the offensive line with a powerful running back and <laughs> like, running back, yeah, and and the speed yeah, running back like, and the and the uh, power run, right? You know, and you hear John Lynch talk about, you know, we really thought about what was coming up in the future and all these guys with just one year left in the contract, you know, they were talking about how, you know, the, the running back room looks good on paper, but there's been health issues. And then these guys are out of contracts. Mm -hmm. So they felt like they needed to do something about that there, you know? And, but I, what I don't get 
it, it, it wasn't the comment uh, from Quest for Six. It was we could have got him in the next round. How, how do we know we that? know that. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that, yeah When yeah, I say yeah, people I speak with so much certainty on oh, a I get what you're or whatever, I have, yeah. I have never understood why people continually – like, listen, this guy was no, drafted in the tough, second bro. round. That's that tough. means that he was a second-round pick. That, right. You know what I'm saying? He had a, he had a third-round grade, so maybe that's what he's alluding to. A, but a third-round projection. Yeah, but that's my point. And so, but like you said, you don't know if he's still going to be there. <laughs> like, you know? And, that, I and, always, that's other, and that's the other thing, too. If you go from 40, what is it? We, we went from 43 to like 109 or some shit like that, right? It was almost, almost two rounds worth of picks, right? Not 43, 43 to 48. To 48. No, that was after we traded down. I'm saying before yeah. the trade down. We uh, went yeah, we 43, 43 to 109. That's my point. No, 102. 102. 102. 102. Yeah, it's still 60 picks. That's almost two full rounds as, as right. far as numbers go. The thir- right. You know, if you, if you play by the 32 per round. So you can't sit here and say we could have stayed pat. We could have taken Asante, and then we could have got him late. You don't know that this guy is going to be there 60 oh, picks I, later. Yeah, That's a I, big I didn't difference. say that. No, but no, there, I but there was a guard we could have got, like Kendrick Green, but, who was there. Was he, was he going to be a guard? <laughs> was he going to be a guard in the run game like this guy was? Yes, yes. If you look up Kendrick Green stats, that's what he does: zone blocking, zone run. His grade is high too. It's just that the 49ers went with like the program they're that they're probably yeah they, they they. I always say if your guy is there, you go get him. We've watched well, them do that. That Every goes draft. Out, that goes out to like where we said you know on our show. When we were doing, we said that the Raiders reached for their guy. But then there was reports that came out that the Raiders didn't mm-hmm. reach because there were guys behind them that wanted him. So yeah. the Raiders moved up to take him because that's who they wanted. So where it looks like a reach where he could go in the third round, we don't know how many of these other teams are in love with these guys. Mm-hmm. Same reason Kyle Shanahan said he didn't want to stay at 12. I, I could have stayed at 12 and hoped that my guy dropped to me. But why not move up and, and be able to – talk to all these guys and really break down who I want and then know that I'm going to get one of them. So, you know, he said, did you hear that Kyle Shanahan said they've been working on that trade since February? Yep. That they started breaking down quarterback film in January and started working on the trade in February. Oh, that yeah. was crazy. So, but that, I think the running back, when we get into it, the, uh, I think the running back was definitely, look, I didn't think, Kyle Shanahan was going to draft the running back because he never really does, but it makes sense. Now he's trying to build a bully. He's trying to build a guy that, you know, I heard on, I don't remember where it was. Oh, I think it was, uh, it might've been NFL network, but I'm not sure who it was, but they were talking about how everybody in the NFC West is trying to build what San Francisco has. Now San Francisco went and turned around and changed what they have and became a different type of team where they're getting bully type running backs who are going to run these smaller defensive linemen, quicker defensive linemen over in guys like Trey Sermon. And they're trying to build a bully. So it'll be interesting because, you know, you look at Sean McVay, how he's trying to build his offense. They're trying to build it like San Francisco was. Then you go and look at Arizona, the, the smaller receivers spread offense type thing where, they want to throw the football. Then you look at Seattle, and, I mean, they don't have an offensive line, but they still got Russell Wilson. So everybody's trying to build what San Francisco had, and now San Francisco changed tunes and completely did away with what they were going for, and now they're trying to build a bully. And it may not be that this year. 
it, it may be next year when Trey takes over because he is a bully style running quarterback as well. Then you have Trey Sermon and you get those guys like Trey Sermon, Jamichael Hasty, right? Those are two bullies, right? You have Jamichael Hasty still on a, on a, a small deal. Moster and Jeff Wilson and them could be gone next year. That's their last year on their contract. Agreed. They could be gone. So then, then Trey Sermon and Jamichael Hasty take over, and you still got that bully type and Austin Walter. So, um, you know, people do. Mac and Fields fans still salty says, um, like the Harbaugh days, and that's exactly what it is. The Harbaugh days is is bullying. We're gonna we're gonna beat you to the ground by running the ball down your throat. And that's what Kyle Shanahan loves to run the football. Well, it's more than that, right? It's 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 definitely that. That's the plan. But the thing is, like, we need to be able to run successfully and run to where guys aren't getting injured. So you get a different type of style of running game, and you get a different types of styles of, of offensive offensive linemen to you know get these create these holes for these running backs. So you're right; they do plan. We Kyle Shanahan's plan was always to run the ball. Why? Because he likes to set up the play action pass. And so one thing we probably don't get a lot, give a lot of credit to Jimmy Garoppolo is in play action. He's actually, he's actually pretty damn good at mm-hmm. play action pass. He's good at getting the ball out of his hands quick. Well, at least he used to be. And he's good at play action pass. I mean, a lot of those, his completions for those third and longs were from plays like that. But in order to set those up, we need to be able to successfully run the ball. And so that's what Kyle Shanahan is getting to. And let me tell you something about great teams like dynasties. You know, a lot of you probably don't like when I reference like the New England Patriots. But listen, they change their shit up every year. The only one person they kept consistent is Tom Brady. But Tom Brady had to learn a different style because he got different types of players just about every year. Like every year, whether it was going to be deep dot receivers down the field, whether it was going to be quick receivers across the middle, whether it was going to be screens to running backs, whether it was going to be two tight ends. I mean, they just changed it, changed it, changed it every time they felt somebody was copying off of them. And so this is what the 49ers are going to do. All right. All right, Rams, you want to copy us? No problem. All right, Arizona. All right, cool. You, you want to copy us? Not, not a problem. We'll just change the game real quick, and then let's see if you guys can sit there and deal with the pounding these big fellas is about to put on you. Right, and that's the thing. You know, smaller defensive linemen, smaller linebackers anymore. They're the shifty, fast linebackers. And now, you know, and I didn't even mention, I saw somebody in here, you can't leave out Wayne the Train Goldman either, and he's a bruising type back too. So – you know, what are you building here? And it'll be interesting to see. I know Mike is typing away doing something over there. So I don't, I think he's doing the banners. Um, But did you guys hear, before we get into the draft show, did you guys hear Jimmy Garoppolo's interview? No. Yeah. When did he do an interview? He did interviews all day today, Mike. Yeah. Shut the hell up. Yeah. yeah he was on, he went job. on a radio tour, bro. I, uh, I, ha- I do have part of it um, that they played one. on the Rich Eisen show. If you guys want me to play it. Let's go. I hate my job yeah, so could, much. Oh, I could put God. the one in here and they can see it too. Oh, you have the full one in there? I have one from a different show, not the Rich Eisen show. Yeah, the A B the A B show, right? Or B A show. DA show. DA yeah, show. that's the one that's the one Eisen played. So he played okay. that one back. So it's the same one. All right, so know. give me a second and then uh and then I'll upload it. So Jimmy's touring around and saying I had a lot of fun while I did with the San Francisco 49ers, and hopefully uh I land somewhere. Where I can get my opportunity in the future. Nope. Uh, Jim, Jim's basically saying um, he understands it, and this is a business, and you know this is a uh, what's that? Which what do we call this kind of league? Uh, 
uh, it's what a, have you it's done for me results, results he, says, he, said, he says it's a what have you done for me lately leak that's yeah, what it is that's that's what it is um but the the thing is is the interesting thing is once you get it logged in there but the interesting thing was he said that you know he's known this since january that yeah, he said john john called him yeah john called him had they have talked they've had open communication he said he respected that and the thing basically jimmy garoppolo said you know they told me that i will have a chance to come in here and compete uh this year to be the starter and that's all i can ask for is is an opportunity and i'm gonna come in and compete and you know we'll build i'll build a relationship with trey and you know we'll see where it goes from there yeah i thought it was pretty cool that he reached out to trey and got his phone number to welcome him in <clears throat> he was said the first that's what person Tom to text him said that's what Tom Brady did to him when he became a Patriot. He reached out to him. And, and so Jimmy is showing some type of a mentoring leadership type of a role. Because I do want to talk about the RG3 story. I know it's funny, but uh, <clears throat> it's a story. Uh, so you want you want me to play it? You ready, yeah, Mike? Got it in there? Yeah. All right, here we go. Jimmy, you're 24 and 8 as a starter. You led a team to a Super Bowl and a fourth quarter lead in that Super Bowl. Do you ever feel like Man, people forget how successful I've been. Uh, well, that's not really the NFL. It's uh, it's a what have you done for me lately type of business, and I know that uh, I've known that my whole career. Just one of those things you got to uh, gotta go and do it again. So can't be satisfied with just doing it once. Gotta go every season. I uh, just keep going at it. Did John Lynch call you to talk about drafting a quarterback, specifically Trey Lance? Uh, yeah, John called me. Uh, he didn't tell me who or, you know, how they were going to do it. But, yeah, he gave me the heads up before. Uh, you know, John has been really cool throughout this whole process. Uh, as far as the GM goes, I mean, he's as straightforward and, uh, you know, just an overall good person. And you really got to appreciate him for that. And just, um, you know, throughout the whole thing, it could have got a little, little fishy here and there. But he was very straightforward the whole time, and I appreciate him for that. What was your thoughts to him? How did you explain your feelings about them drafting a quarterback? Uh, well, we were pretty honest with each other. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that he's going to come in here. Uh, I know it's going to be competition between us, like it was with me and Tom when I got drafted in New England. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like my dad was just saying, all you could ask for is the opportunity. And so once they, uh, they said you'll have the opportunity to start this year and, you know, fight it out, I was all for it. Uh, I'm ready for the competition, and that's what we're here for. Yeah. Okay, so Saw, right? Saw, you, right? You were you were impressed with that interview? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> There's nothing impressing about it. I'll be like, I'll be right back, but I do have the full interview. That's not the full interview. Oh okay. my God! He said, "But I'll be right back." He said, "Absolutely not." But <laughs> all right. So, was that the only clip that you heard today, or you heard other ones too? Because uh, that, this, that this was all I heard. I heard of it. Yeah, that that's that's what that's all I needed to hear. There's nothing else I need to hear. So what what was your <laughs> what was your takeaway from it? <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go out there and compete. And so he knows he has to go out there and compete. He knows that his job isn't the starting quarterback. I don't care what Kyle Shanahan has said. I don't care what John Lynch has said about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy knows 
that they brought in a kid that they traded up to get, and his job is on the line. So Jimmy is going to probably go out there and play the best Jimmy Garoppolo football we've never seen before. He's probably never going to get injured. All right. He's probably I'm I'm just I'm just telling you that's the way it is kind of like the way it's set up. You know what I'm saying? He's going to go out there and ball out. And that's good. It's good for the 49ers. And it'd be good for Jimmy, right? <clears throat> but he knows his time is coming is coming to an end real soon. And so he's got to go out there and make the best of it. I just don't think he makes it out of training camp. All right. I guess Nick said that wasn't it. So I feel like if I comment, I'm taking it out of context. That was a lot of, like, that was a very direct answer. Bro, I just... What else is he supposed to say? You know what I'm saying? Like what? It, it's not. It just. I mean, he he answered the questions, right? So right. He, he did answer the questions. I mean, that's good. We want. Me personally, I've been wanting to hear from Jimmy. I, I think we, I've talked about it just about every show. So I was happy that he was talking. He just doesn't seem fired up, man. You know what I mean? Like, like <clears throat> if I knew, he doesn't seem fired up. No, he doesn't seem fired up at all. What? <laughs> You thought he seemed fired up, bro? You, you the music teacher at your school, and, and, and then you get introduced to another music teacher. You going to be fired up? Hell yeah, I'm going to be fired up. Me personally, because I know what I do. It ain't That music teacher ain't replacing me. They might do something <laughs> totally different in the school with kind of music, but they, they ain't replacing me. They went out and recruited another music teacher and, and paid, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. No, uh, I, no, they, you're they, saying it. You're saying it. Salary you're and brought him in there. And you're saying it 100 correct. You know what I'm saying? But I'm confident in myself that I'm going to be able to do what I got to do. So if the school wants to walk away from me, be my guest. But I'm I can go somewhere else and get a job. Like so. So I don't know. Like I, I, maybe he feels that way too. Uh, like I said, he knows his time is coming to an end. But. If they've been saying that he's the starting quarterback, bro. And so well, I, with yeah, that yeah. co-signage, he should be fired up. He should be like, yo, I can't wait to get back into camp. I'm happy that Trey Lance is here. He's probably going to, you know, going to work, do what I got to do, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if he's salty, just play it off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. But he should be promoting himself like he about to be the best thing since sliced bread. That's what I mean by fired up. Am I wrong for thinking he should be like that? No, I mean, no, no. <clears throat> I don't think – I just think – all right. I just feel like there's certain things that people are going to ask Jimmy that they know the answer before they ask. And so right. those are the kind of things that annoy me. Like, And that's why I said, what else do they expect him to say here? Like, I, I wasn't so much commenting on Jimmy. It was the, the, the question, the line of questioning. You know, like, how do you feel? I was thrilled that they hired somebody else to replace me, you know? Like what? What do you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you expect him to say in that situation? Well, I don't. Want, I, oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. But, and then, I mean, so you were talking about how um, they had uh, Kyle and John have been saying it's going to be an open competition and all. So I was listening to the Rich Eisen podcast today with Kyle on there, and they, uh, Kyle was asked if it was going to be an open competition. He was like, "No, I don't want to call that because I shouldn't expect a rookie to come in here and beat out Jimmy." Right. Now, if he does, that's a different story, but that shouldn't happen. When Jimmy has his back against the wall, he plays the best ball he's played. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, but he didn't say that it wasn't an open competition. He said that he's not going to call it that because it shouldn't be that, if that makes any sense. I think it does. I think that makes sense. 
right? <clears throat> so <clears throat> let's see. Are you are you what are you what are you doing, bro? No, I was freezing, so I had to jump out and jump back in. What's in the corner? Is that your mic? What is that in the corner right there? To the your right. Thing? The blue thing? Just turn off your green screen, bro. No, no, no. Don't turn oh, it off. Man. No, no, no. No. The screen it's is just, working it, fine. It's just the other part of my wall. Oh, okay. All right. I just didn't know if that was like a microphone. All right. So let's uh you said you got something else, and then we're gonna break down these draft picks real quick. Yeah, I have the rest of that video. So roughly how long is it? Do you know? Like 30 seconds. Oh, that's it. Okay. I believe it's like 30 seconds. Just um, you know, throughout the whole thing, it could have got a little little fishy here and there, but it was very straightforward the whole time, and I appreciate him for that. I know it's going to be some competition between us, like it was with me and Tom when I got drafted to New England. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like my dad was just saying, all you could ask for is the opportunity. And so once they uh, they said you'll have the opportunity to start this year and, you know, fight it out, I was all for it. Uh, I'm ready for the competition, and that's what we're here for. Well, I mean, totally different situation. Yo, he said my dad said that's all you can ask for. Is an opportunity, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so that, that guys, this is know. this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird season, yo. Let me have y'all ever asked your dad for advice before? Absolutely. Well, I haven't, but <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I've asked people for advice. No, no, no. I, well, I don't know your, your right. situation or not, but right. I it takes a lot for me to go to my dad and be like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. It takes a lot. An uncle, who, whatever male figure that you look up to, it mm -hmm. takes a lot for those words to come out of my mouth. And so to hear Jimmy say, my dad said that all I could ask for was an opportunity to compete. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the relationships, man. We have all We all have different upbringings. And so his dad, they could be really close to where he could feel like he can go to his dad. You know what I'm saying? And we lived, we, maybe you live by a different creed. We could have a relationship and, and, like George Kittle does with his dad. Like so I, I, his I dad mean, writes him a letter every game. So who knows? I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I'll send a text message. I ain't writing no damn letters. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it just depends on the relationship that they have, bro. That's all that is. And you know, the only kind was, of, the only kind of advice I, Got from my dad was which way should I push you down this curb in your wheelchair, bro? <laughs> like so I don't drop you. <laughs> like that's that's the only kind of <laughs> conversation I really had with my dad and and interaction <laughs> with my dad was. But uh oh, you guys, man, I tell you, I tell you, yeah. So what? <laughs> 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 I didn't expect to hear that either. <laughs> well, I don't oh, have man. like my dad has never walked a day in my life, so I didn't never really had that close. I no, I understand. Close with my mom, so. But All right. okay. All, All right. right. But Let's shout out to Jimmy. He did an interview and he answered the questions. Like at the end of the day, yeah. I guess. I guess for me, if I, I was Jimmy, and that's this is probably my personality. I have a different personality mm -hmm. than everybody, right? I would be letting the league know. That I'm about to ball out, like I'm. I'm. I, I can't wait to get back on the field. I feel really good. You know, I would have been redirecting some of those questions because you see sports players when they don't want to answer a certain question, they derail the question and they they find a way to answer something totally different. And then you see guys get really pissed off and walk off sets 
because the questions are supposed to be pre-screened before an interview. And these are questions you're not going to ask, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Sometimes people go off script, but uh, it I is mean, what it is, man. I think it comes down to, we all wanted to hear Jimmy speak and now we're going to clash on what he did say when we know that he's going to say the things that people want to hear. So like it, we all, did we expect him to come out and like show aggression or be pissed off in, in the media that this is what's happening. He said it right from the beginning. He's like, this is a, what have you done for me lately league? And I have basically haven't done anything so that I understand where they're coming from. So he has to go out there and prove himself. And he has to, he has the full, this is how I look at it. Jimmy Garoppolo right now with the way that the 49ers are doing things, he has full capability of making what his future is going to be whether it's going to be a starting quarterback on another team or a backup somewhere, because he can come out here and play a really good season and make his value shoot up to where he says to the 49ers, send me where I want to go, get your type of capital that you want. And it's, it's golden. We're done. But he has the keys to, to change his outlook or his future on the way he wants it to be. Stay healthy, take the team to the playoffs or wherever. And, You'll get your opportunity somewhere else. <clears throat> if if that, right? If that, it, it, he he may remain a 49er. If he if he comes out and has a great season, I can see Jimmy Garoppolo coming back for the last year of his contract. Why not? Cap's going up. <laughs> They'll have money to pay for other players. And if he balls out and, and finds a way to be healthy, and 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 he got he has this team in the playoffs competing for another championship. I can see Jimmy Garoppolo coming back for his last year under the contract. There's nothing wrong with that. Because now you're really, really shaping and molding the young player that you want in your offense to run your offense. So Jimmy has two years left on his contract, guys. So that doesn't mean he's going to go anywhere. All I'm saying is, and and maybe he is a show. I'll show. I'll I'll show you better than I can tell you type of guy. Maybe he is. Who knows? Well, I really don't give a. a you go back man. and you think. Of, you go back and you think about what Kyle Shanahan always says, and he always says Jimmy Garoppolo, a pissed off Jimmy Garoppolo plays better. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, a person that has to throw a few interceptions a game or whatever or whatnot, right? And so, right, but if he has that chip on his shoulder from being drafted now, who knows how he comes out and plays yeah, this year? He's going to play like with I, that chip on his shoulder we, this year. We won't know until we know. How about that? Yep. All right. We can move on from Jimmy. I'm just going to go back to – Jimmy didn't say anything I didn't expect him to say except right. for the part about his father, his dad, and – I've heard Jimmy Pressers since he's been here. You go back and listen to him before. I never heard. I heard him talk about how close his family was. I've never heard him mention his dad before. That's all I'm saying. So I, I just think that means something. I think that means, I think it means it, it took a mental toll on him and it should, as it should. Right. If any of us are in a position where our, whatever it is that we do for a living, they are openly shopping our replacement. We should feel some type of way. I think this mm. showed a very human aspect of them. Now, I understand you're an athlete, do better, da, da, da. I get it. And like Nick said, Jimmy controls his own fate. Yep. He mm -hmm. absolutely does. The Niners did trade up. They did invest a lot in this new quarterback. That guy's going to be here regardless of how – Jimmy can go out and play in the Super Bowl. Jimmy's never going to get another contract with the 49ers. Right. It's not, it's not going to happen. But you win the Super Bowl, you control your own fate as far as maybe salary – and you can dictate what team you go to, depending on how you play. So you're absolutely right. But this just, to me, showed a very human element of Jimmy Garoppolo that we haven't seen. It wasn't the machine. That was the only thing outside of the, I expected that, to me. That was That's the only reason I, I spoke on it. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, and it, it shows that he's vulnerable, and that means it is bothering him. And like Kyle Shanahan has said over and over, when his back is against the wall, we see a different animal come out of Jimmy. Hey, you know, uh, I heard a comparison about the Patrick Mahomes and, Al- and Alex Smith thing, right? And the one thing that I heard that excited me about that was, do you remember Alex Smith was so gun-shy all his time in San Francisco? And then when he went to Kansas City, all of a sudden, he's throwing the ball downfield. He's mm-hmm. slinging it all over the place. And it's like, what the hell happened? That kid, Patrick Mahomes, with the big arm was behind him. And all of a sudden, he was like, hey, I got to show them I can do that. Let me hold this kid off as long as I possibly can. Let me earn my money here. I got to start throwing the ball downfield because he can throw the ball downfield. Yeah. And so I have no idea what we're going to see from Jimmy, but I am damn sure excited about it. I am. I am. Now, we said we were going to try to do this show in an hour. I don't think it's going to get done in an hour. Let's try to aim for an hour 15. All right. Maybe we can get this thing done in the next 20, 25 minutes. Is that good? You guys ready? Let's rock. All right, so I will not be having my eyes on the comments. Uh, so if contribution comes in, guys, let me know. But let's start with the obvious here. The 49ers traded away two first-round picks to move up, uh, also a third-round pick to the third overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, and they get their quarterback at number three, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. What were your guys' thoughts on the pick? Breezy, I know you loved it. I swear I heard you scream. <laughs> I swear I heard you scream. And I was in Princeton, New Jersey, bro. And I was like, damn, that's Breezy right there. That's Bree- Oh, he's still screaming. Oh, he's still <laughs> screaming. Yeah, that's Breezy. Then I went back and watched the video, and I'll be damn sure if I was right, bro. 33 seconds of screaming from Breezy nonstop after the call came in that the Niners selected Trey Lance. Guys, what were your thoughts on this? And how do you think it plans out for the big guy? Well, I mean, you guys already know how I felt. Um, this is the guy I had, I had picked the whole time because I just felt like Kai will be able to get the most out of this particular player. You know, this doesn't mean he was better than Justin Fields coming out of college or, or, or whatnot. I just felt like he was the best fit and the best prospect for Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, I was super excited, man. I think I, I, I got lightheaded. I almost passed out. Uh, a couple of times because I just was just like, oh, my goodness, whatever. But uh, he's going to fit the 49ers uh, well, and the 49ers are going to fit him well. I, I, you could say it like that, too, because you could see Kyle sculpting this team around the future. That's something that you mentioned earlier in the show. So they're building the future and the now. So they're trying to win now and win later. And so I think they're going to be able to do that with Trey Lance. I know they're going to be able to do that with Trey Lance. Great pick. Great pick. That's the he's the pick. He was supposed to be the pick, and that's why he was the pick. My bad. I haven't gotten loud in a minute. Had to let it out. It was boiling. It was boiling. Go ahead, Nick. What are your thoughts? And then I'll, and I'll wrap it up, and we'll move to the next guy. Man, the hell with Trey Lance, bro. No, I'm just messing around. <laughs> um, no, Nick I mean, Salty. No, look, <laughs> um, you know, I said on the show earlier before, you know, I had those guys 1A, 1B. I would be fine with either one of them, Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I do think that this is a, cure, a pure – sign that the team is not really ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. They want to have somebody sit behind. You heard Kyle Shanahan say it was really hard evaluating even from January because this kid only has 300 and some odd throws. But when you see those throws and you see the things in him that he does, he's somebody that I want on our team. And to skip over a guy who's more pro ready, probably in my sense right now, um, because you heard Kyle Shanahan say, I don't expect 
Trey Lance to come in here and beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. If he does, then that's better for us, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not his plan. He His plan is to sit him behind Jimmy until he has to go in and start, until he has to be ready to go. He's already starting. He's already learning. He's got the playbook. He's already sitting down with uh, the Scangarello and learning the playbook. So it's really – I think that it was a really good pick in, in two senses, right? It's good for the 49ers first off, right? Because you have two guys that can play quarterback and you can probably win with both of them. We've seen the winning with Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's also good because you don't have to rush along your rookie unless your quarterback gets hurt. So I think it, both of them, the faster that Trey learns, it benefits him. The more aggressive and better that Jimmy Garoppolo plays, for our team, progresses his future. So I think it's a win-win situation for the 49ers. I think it was the right pick, and I'm super excited. I just hope – I'm, I'm being honest here. I just hope this offense doesn't turn into a Colin Kaepernick offense. That's the only way that I won't like this pick to where it's run-first type quarterback shit. I don't want to see that all the time. Me personally, I don't want to see that all the time. I am not gonna take the beat i'm gonna let that go <laughs> um i'm saying wanna, designing all these plays for the quarterback to run i don't want to see that all the time kyle's, I, kyle's, do that. kyle's already said that he wants to see 11 on 11 as opposed to 10 on 11 He's, he said it well, that's You're see you, design quarterback you have the threat of it doing it i don't want to see seven to ten quarterback design play runs per game like I just don't want to see that, but I'll, I'll be happy if we're winning, but I just don't want to see that. That's just me. Right. personally. So I, <laughs> I heard someone say that McCorkle Jones was a, a minivan that Kyle Shanahan fell in love with. And I thought about that and I said, you know what? I want to bring the sports now. I mean, the car analogy to this show, but I think that McCorkle was a little bit more than a minivan. The minivan is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's safe. He's going to get you from point A to point B. He's dependable. Right. Mac Jones was the 2021 Mercedes Benz GLS. Right. It's a crossover SUV, has some of the same bells and whistles that the minivan has, but the acceleration is better. And you can actually say, hey, I'm driving the Benz. I'm not driving the Dodge Caravan or the Chrysler Pacifica. Right. Like I'm in the Benz. Right. And you're going to get respect when you see it because he's a good prospect. Right. They talked about his accuracy and stuff like that. And, you know, they said despite him having these phenomenal weapons, these weapons didn't have to work hard to catch the passes because he was delivering them right to him, right? So you go from the minivan, which is Jimmy Garoppolo, then you go to the Mercedes GLS, okay? And then you have Justin Fields, and this is the guy that I was going crazy for, and I would have bet my salary on it if I had the opportunity that that was going to be the pick because, to me, Justin Fields was the Ferrari, okay? You go out and you get this souped-up sports car, and you can do anything, I mean, and I mean anything. But the Niners saw something in Trey Lance that everybody else saw, but everyone was afraid to touch. And the car that I'm going to compare him to is one of those Formula One racing cars. You ever seen those things? They they sit right on the ground. The tires are bigger than the damn car. They take corners like it's nothing. And the zero to 100 is like four seconds. Like these cars are so incredibly fast that in reality, they blow the Ferrari out. Right, they blow out all these other things, but you know why those cars are so like special? 
because you have to have the right driver. Okay. Trey Lance could not just go to any system and be successful. Trey Lance can't just pick up and be the guy that's in Chicago right now, right? Trey Lance had to come to the perfect situation, and he is going to be someone with the right driver that is going to tear this league up. And I really, really think that can happen here as long as he's not rushed into playing, all right? And the reason I say not rushed into playing is this. The one thing that makes me worried about him is that he was in on the best team and that entire division, that entire <laughs> conference that he played in, easily the best team. He never struggled. We talked about the one interception, right? The, the, the conference that he played against was so bad. What the heck just happened? Did y'all see it get dark over here? The conference that he played in was so bad that he only had one interception when he should have had six or seven because they just dropped him, right? Like, I'm just trying to draw like a parallel here. The guy is really good. I just want to see how he handles adversity. If I had it my way, his very first snap would be an interception. And then when he comes to the sideline, hey, you're still on the roster. You're still our guy. Let's skip through this and let's keep it moving. Because you want, I want to, I want to see it. I want him to get it over with. Go through some adversity. Try to run and get caught from behind. You know what I'm saying? Fumble the ball because they swipe the ball out or something. You were but talking about adversity that one night, but I just don't see that this kid is built to not handle adversity because of the fact of how his life has gone. He wasn't a recruited quarterback to play at a different place. And he kept saying, no, this is my dream to be a quarterback. I'm going to turn you down. I'm not going to play safety. I'm not going to play mm -hmm. running back. I'm not going to play receiver. I'm going to play quarterback. The kid stuck with it, continued to grind out, go to a college, play quarterback, have a great season, didn't play because of COVID in 2020, and then still end up being a top three, top three draft pick in the NFL. Yeah. So throwing an interception to me, I don't think is going to do anything to him. I think he's the, the work type. He's like, I'm going to get better at everything I can possibly do. So I want to see it, but I don't think that it will be an issue. And everything you just said from all the interviews I listened to with Kyle and John since the draft pick say exactly that. Trey Lance, they said it wasn't just the film. The film was cool. It was impressive, right? But it was when they spoke to him and his family, the mindset that this young man has, the determination. This is stuff that what you just said is exactly what Breezy was saying two weeks ago yep. when he was saying why we should go after this guy. They wanted him to be a linebacker or a safety. And this guy said, hell no. Breezy said, and I quote, he bet on himself, so I'm going to bet on him too. That's yep. what Breezy said. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch clearly feel the same exact way. So you're right. I think that he has it upstairs and he's going to overcome whatever mental hurdles there are, but I still want to see him go through them. I don't want them to come in the Super Bowl and he starts to second guess himself. I want them to come early, get over it, and let's keep grinding. That's what I want. That's what that's what I meant by that. So, yeah. all right. Teron Lewis Taren says, Taron oh, Lewis says, uh, history shows that quarterbacks have a better success in the league when they have time to sit for a bit and that's a fact thank you for the contribution taryn uh and jim brony says this turned into a smith cap with trey winning the super bowl okay thank you for the contribution jim this is what i was saying before how it was alex smith starting starting and then kaepernick Yep. Kaepernick went in. Cap we get to the bowl, but we lost. But so he's saying Jimmy, that's Jimmy yeah. to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, well, Trey will win this time, though. Right. He will win the Super Bowl. Right. 
telling you, it was very well. well Cap could have won that Super Bowl too, man, if they would have just let him win. If they would have ran the football, why is everybody? Why do we got like you throw four passes the same play? I well, mean, we could have handed off to Frank Gore too. I mean, he was right on the one yard line. Just took us down there with a fifty-six yard run. Like, come on! <laughs> they must have thought and he was tired. They keep said that there was a uh, either a timeout or yeah, a timeout by our team because they didn't think he was going to play off. Cap and two other players from that offense said they know for a fact that would have been a touchdown if that wasn't if it wasn't for that uh, the stoppage of the play. Wow. They thought they, I think they uh, they tried to avoid a delay a game or something like that, or they did get the delay. Something like that happened. They said that they didn't get the playoff in time, and uh, it stopped the play. And they said that they knew it was a touchdown. Like the momentum was there. Oh man! All right. Well, okay. All right. So with the second round pick, uh, this is forty eight overall after the 49ers trade down. They select uh, offensive guard Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. All right, big fella right there, number two, pick 48. Oh, there you go. It's all on there. All right, let's go, Aaron Banks. What is that picture there? Is this that's is he bleeding or is that his face paint? That's that's his beard, bro. It's just no, like no, him. not not under his goddamn eyeball. It's not his beard. You're talking like up by his eye. I think it's just yeah. a shadow. I think <laughs> it's a shadow. shadow in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> that's his beard, bro. What is he? Well, I, was, I didn't I was talking from about the this uh, Geico commercial, the caveman. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a, it looks like his shadow, man. All right, what were you guys' takeaways? Uh, Nick, you can go first since you went last last time, and then we'll give it to Breezy and then out. I mean, yeah, there was a bunch of talent still left on the board, and I do think that this team, like like I said earlier, I, this is going to be quick for me. I think this team is trying to build a bully. I really do. Up front, running backs, uh, you know, we're switching from, you know, trying to, to build this offensive line up with bully-type guys. Uh, run guys that can probably get better at pass protection, hopefully. Um, and then you're going to running backs to where, you know, it, it it's you're building a bully. And that's pretty much what my thought process is on it, that you saw that you like this guy. In that round, you traded down. We don't know if that's the guy that they – he could have been the second guy on their board. It could have been Asante Samuel was the first. And if he was there, they would have took it. But <clears throat> either way – you get a guy that you want, no matter where it is. We said this earlier. We can say that it's a reach, but you know we moved up and took. You know we took. We moved back into the first round and took Ayuk. At that point, we were all like, "Wait, what the hell? Like, why did we just do that? Like, there's other guys on the board that we could have took. You know, we took Javon Kinlaw over, you know, CD Lamb and 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 receivers that we wanted, and it just it just wasn't what was on their board. So. We have to trust Kyle Shanahan in, in this pick, and I do think that there is some type of mind thing that go, goes behind it, and they like Aaron Banks for a reason, and that's why they took him, and they're building a bully. Yeah, bump that, yo. This is a horrible pick. I'm sorry. You, you still had Creed Humphrey on the board. You had Kendrick Green on the board. There were guards on this board that were rated higher, that fit the system. Creed Humphrey could have came in here and played center, guard, tackle, quarterback running back he could play just about any position he wanted um so i for me this was a reach uh at the time and so i think looking at it in hindsight now we know what the 49ers plan is but when we drafted this guy we had no idea what the 49ers plan was 
We thought we were going, we thought our offensive line was pretty much set. We knew we were going to add some depth in the offensive line. Uh, clearly, they're not probably sold on a guy like Colton McKivitz. Who knows? Because uh, they went and drafted a guard and like another guard tackle slash or whatever. And this kid could play tackle too. Um, great kid, though. Um, I just don't think that he was somebody that I know he wasn't someone I had hot. I tell you what, he was in my top five of guards if I was going to draft. I just would have drafted him in round three or four if available. And so if you were going to go guard and you saw a guy like Creed Humphrey on the board, I would think that would would have been the guy that the San Francisco 49ers would have went with, uh, but they didn't. So uh, overall, if I had to grade, I know we're not grading right now. I hope we don't come back to grade later, but <laughs> we might as well give our grades now. But I guess I would give this pick like a, a C plus to a B minus. Uh, for the simple fact that um, there was just a better guy available at this position. Okay. All right. Nick, what are your thoughts on this here? On what? The the comment? Yeah. I was going to say, I just talked about Banks. I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, um, you want me to go first and then you get to the comment? because he yeah, yeah, we'll do that and then we'll get to the comment. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. So uh, I – at first, I didn't understand who this kid was. I didn't. I didn't know much about him. Um, I went and watched tape. Remember, I told you guys that uh, when you watch, and I was upset. It was like, yeah, well, this is risky. Da 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 da. Right. All the negatives stood out to me, and I, I saw. You know how I say Mike McGlinchey stands with his, his stance wide, and so it allows small people to blow through him. Well, this guy is the exact opposite. He's too aggressive, and he kind of like leans forward. And it makes for that swim move to be very effective on him, where you can get pushed out of the way, right? That's the negative. But the positives so drastically outweigh the negatives. And because he's an offensive lineman and specifically a guard, these guys don't get a lot of shine on tape. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like if, if he's not having – if he's having an excellent day, you don't notice if that, if that makes any sense to you, right? Now, when Brunskill shut down or held Aaron Donald in check, we were expecting him to get destroyed, and we were watching that matchup intensely. But for the most part, that's not how it works. You got the edge rushers coming, so you're watching the tackles, and then you're watching the quarterback. That's really it. And now if you're getting blown up in the middle, you notice it. You watch the film of this guy, you don't see him getting blown up a lot. And his hand placement, you know how we talk about how um, how Nick Bosa and his feet and hands work together so well? When Nick does one thing, his feet, you guys can't see my legs. I'm over here moving my feet. But his feet are like mirroring it so that way he keeps his balance and he can get in there and all that. This guy plays the guard position the way Nick Bosa plays defensive end. His hand and feet work together except for when he lunges forward and then he get, he's susceptible to the swim move. But I'm telling you guys, when I first started watching, I was with Breezy, B-minus type grade. I'll be honest with you guys. It's a minus and it's, it's trending upwards to me. It's really, really trending upwards. The more I watch this guy, I like the way he uses his hands. He's a cerebral guy. Also, he, he likes to get in there and figure shit out. And you watch him against the watch a bad play of his and then watch the entire following series. He will not make that same mistake again. That's what you want to see from a guard. That's a starter in the NFL. You want to see him. It's, it's okay. One play is okay. You're not going to be perfect. But learn from that play, and that's exactly what this guy does. All right, I'll shut up. Nick, I'll give you the floor, man. Jashawn Page, $40, says, what's up, Niner gang? You are right, Nick. We don't want another. Uh, we don't want another Kaepernick. Oh, wait. We don't want other Kaepernick schemes. 
other Kaepernick schemes. Okay, we need to stay with Jimmy and Trey being the quarterback, the schemes. Aaron Brooks is a garbage time run block. Great pick. All right, he's a garbage time run blocking guard. Mm-hmm. Run great block pick. guard, great pick. So yeah, he's, def- he's, he's definitely going to start. I, I, I'm, I'm, th- he's a starter. I'm not downgrading him. I'm just saying that I felt like there were other guys on the board available <laughs> at this position. It went, but they went with this guy. I will, I will give him this. He's mean. And if you look at all the players that Kyle Shanahan are drafting, they're mean as they're mean. From the they're running bullies. backs to the wide receivers to the offensive linemen, and so we're far, and the quarterback that we just drafted. So you got to look at what we're doing. So, like I said, before we drafted this pick, guys, no one in this motherfucking room knew what Kyle Shanahan was doing before this pick. Okay, so don't act like y'all knew. Oh, we were getting a bully team. We didn't. It didn't make sense until the third round pick when we draft a bully running back. Yeah. Now, when you look at it like that, you're like, oh, Aaron Brooks, makes, he's making sense now. Inside guard, seal the inside, running back, boom, seal, block, bam. Running back, take off straight down the field, right? So now it's starting to make sense. My thing was I felt like there were other guys better available at the time. And so, I mean, I, me personally, I would have liked like liked the guy like Asante Samuel. But – if we don't trade back, we don't get be able to trade up, like you said, Nick, on earlier on the show, and get a guy like Trey Sermon. Why we? Uh, why we West pause? Press for six says I wanted Fields went. I wanted Fields went back to the tape. It was obvious why Lance pr- processor quicker release character football acumen high sky high potential. Taron Breezy, cheers. Cheers to those two. Yeah. Yeah. And that's he's he's absolutely right, man. I'm telling you, it's a Formula One car, high powered. Don't get that if you don't know how to use it. Kyle's on the clock. Kyle's the driver. Now it's Kyle's time to make it work. And I'm telling you, there's no better situation for him to be in than that one right there. Uh oh, NFL oh. Network is talking about our guy Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, let's keep it moving here, guys. <laughs> <We're gonna> get... <laughs> All right, third pick of the 2000. 21 NFL draft pick number 88. Um, the 49ers select running back Trey Sermon, the Ohio State. <laughs> he looks like he's <laughs> never mind. All right, cool. Uh, guys, <laughs> what are your thoughts here? I hate these great pictures, man. Because <laughs> he looks Why like he's bugging out here. <laughs> <laughs> You bugged. You bugged all the way out. All right, come on, guys. Give me your thoughts on Big Trey here, man. Trey Day. I mean, that's that. You got a, you got a, you got a, a bully running back now. You know, yes, uh, he, he he is coming off a couple of injuries. I'm um, his senior year at the Ohio State, junior year, whatever he came out. He's coming off with a couple of injuries, but I tell you what, man. If you watch the tape on this guy, man, this kid is. He's not the fastest guy, but good God, man, once he hits 10 yards, if if he hits 10 yards clean, good luck. It's a wrap because he's going to run you over and you're not going to catch this guy. <laughs> Why am I not laughing? I want to laugh, damn it. All right. Um, And so uh, love the pick. Uh, seems like a great kid. He's going to excel well. And this makes sense, guys, because you got to think about contracts in the future. 
going forward with some of our running backs. So this pick actually made sense. Even though we didn't think Kyle Shanahan would draft the running back. Yo, to me, this was one of my most favorite picks in the draft. Um, <laughs> did I did I say Brooke? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah. Yo, all right, I'm trying to concentrate here, man. We're supposed to do hour and fifteen. We're at an hour and fifteen. Um, Mike, wipe your tears over there, bro. Um. No, this was one of my uh, this was one of my favorite picks in the draft. Um, because obviously I am a Ohio State fan, but this kid, the way he runs, his speed, his vision—he's not a fast guy like that. He doesn't—he plays faster than what what he seems he plays. So, um, great pickup. I think this kid is a bully. He loves contact. He's he's only had two injuries. He had a broken clavicle. And he had an ACL sprain um, throughout college. Uh, he played for the Sooners, Oklahoma, uh, where he was really good there. Came to Ohio State, averaged like 0. .4, 0. .5 more yards per carry. They run the same type of zone scheme, zone running that the 49ers run. So he fits the system. His vision is really good. His toughness is good. And he's a bully. So I'm good with it. All right. Uh, did you, did you want to speak first, Mike? Before no, the no, no. You, read, you, you read it, and then I'll give you guys my uh, my um. Uh, the G Man four twenty. Thank you for the contribution, bro. Stop being disappointed on the pig breeze. This is the John Kyle draft, not your draft. Love you though. Uh, first of all, John and Kyle suck at drafting offensive linemen. So we we're not going to sit here and act like we they're great at drafting offensive linemen because they're not. Just Mike McGlinchey is not a good pick. Colton McKivitz ain't working out. Justin School is probably trash. He, well, he is. They're just not good at drafting offensive linemen. I mean, am I wrong? Or do we have a great record at drafting offensive linemen? Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Because I would like to be corrected. You can go back to this in every draft that they had, and they've missed on more than they've actually hit on. I, I'm just Kittle, saying. George Kittle was a lucky pick. You didn't know that George Kittle was going to turn out to be what he is in the fifth round. I, I don't know. But I'm with you. On I just that. I, I'm just saying they're not. They haven't shown that they can successfully draft an offensive lineman and develop him into the NFL for their their team. I'm hoping Aaron Brooks. Now I'm just playing. Aaron Banks uh, pans out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can I explain to? Can I explain who Aaron Brooks is? Because he was a point guard for the Houston Rockets. <laughs> anyway. I'm hoping he pans out, um, G-Man420. Thank you for the contribution, bro. Um, I love you, too. Uh, and, and you're right. This is not my draft. Uh, and so all I'm saying is if I was – I thought we would go with a different type of alignment. I didn't even think we would go offensive lineman in the second round, just to be honest. I'm going to be – I don't think anyone did. And so uh, I, I, I'm happy with the selection. I'm, I'm happy with the draft. I gave the draft a B plus. Damn it. <clears throat> all right. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Trey Sermon. Right? That's that's who we own, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Running back from Ohio State. I really, really like this guy. Um, you know, I, I'll start with the negatives. This guy does not have uh, finishing speed. He, you know, if, if he's one of those guys that will get run down from behind frequently. However, he's explosive as hell 
like zero to 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get the ball. He makes his jump cut and he's gone. And when he's making his cut, his feet are, remember how they like always complimented Peyton, Peyton Manning for having the dancing feet in the pocket. So that way, as soon as he saw someone, boom, he could quickly set and throw. That's what this guy does as a running back waiting yep. for the hole to open his feet and balance his upper body and the way his, his, his feet work are phenomenal. It's really, really good. That's like the biggest, biggest positive I can give him. And when he hits the hole, he hits it hard. So he's going to be one of those guys that legit averages five yards a carry, six yards a carry, because if the hole is there, he sees it, he exploits it, and he goes. What he's not going to do is do what Raheem Mostert does and no. take the <laughs> seven-yard play 71 yards to the house. He he's, right. he doesn't have that long-distance speed. Um, you know, uh, he's hard to take down as far as if you don't get low on him, you're not taking him down. Yeah. Not, his balance is too good for you to try to arm tackle him. He'll bump off of you and keep it moving. Uh, there's two players on the team I want to compare, him and then Richie James, right? Richie James, you see someone run by and touch him with his hand. Richie James is falling down and he's going. That's it. it the play's over. Richie James not a tackle breaker. He's not a person that's elusive. Like, he's going to run as fast as he can. You touch him and Richie James is going to fall. This guy's the exact opposite. If you touch him, he's going to run right through it. You have to get his legs. You have to get his legs in order to bring him down. That's what you have to do. He He's going to exploit toughness on you, physicality. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, contact balance. He can maintain balance through contact. Richie James can't do that. He's too light. This guy is big enough to do it. He's he, His feet are quick enough to do it, uh, and, that, and that's what I really, really like about him. So I'm going to shut up. Who would you guys compare him to? I see a lot of comparisons. I see, I see Alvin Kamara's hands. I see Zeke Elliott's running. I've seen, <clears throat> um, what was the old Chiefs running back name? Uh, I know you're not about to say Jamal Charles. No, no. <clears throat> so I'm trying to think of what other people have said. Um, uh, I know, I know. Eric Crocker said Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. That's it. Kareem Hunt. I see. I do see a lot of Nick Chubb in him. I see a lot of Nick Chubb in in Trey Sermon. I don't think. I don't think Nick Chubb has his feet. If that. If, right, but I'm saying the type of style runner can catch the football. Will will try to run you over. Those type of things. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I don't think Nick Chubb has the fast feet like Trey Sermon does. I got a comparison for you, and people might not get it. I'm going to say Brian Westbrook. I'm going to say Brian Westbrook. Now, Westbrook had a little bit more speed, like finishing yeah. speed than this guy did. Mm-hmm. But as far as the style of runner. And physicality. Good yes. God. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna say Brian Westbrook. Yep. I like that. Mike, how old were you? Like seven when Westbrook played? Get the fuck out. Stop it. Stop it. I, I don't remember when the Niners guy. got. Never mind. It's cool. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Eagles, I was here. Eagles Niners. Yep. So um yeah, so that that's the that's the guy I like. All right, who are we on to now? I'm sorry. Uh wait, there's another contribution to the fourth round. No, we had uh, a third round still. Right. Third so round. here we are. Ambry t- oh wait, let me put the uh I got it there down no, here. Sorry. There is no fourth round. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So thanks for the uh, contribution, G Man. 
Yes. Uh, third pick, number 102 overall, 102. Cornerback uh, from Michigan, Ambry Thomas, I believe. Love this pick. Love it. Love it. Take it. Hell Take it yeah, away, I'll go first, man. Listen, man. Mm -hmm. This kid played one year at Michigan, man. This kid was a freshman and started on the number one defense, number one defense in college football in 2019. This kid started yeah. as a freshman. And, and if you watch him, Ohio State. <laughs> if you watch him, because you had a quarterback that just ran the damn ball, if you watch him, right, you watch them progress game after game. Now, what you're getting out of this kid is you're getting a kickoff returner, you could probably put him in there on punt. So he's going to play special teams, punt return as well. Guess what else he can play? Not only is he a lockdown cornerback because he only gave – he did what he gave it, one touchdown, if that. He's not only a lockdown cornerback. He had about nine pass breakups. I think he only gave up like one touchdown. He does give up chunk plays. So, like, when we play zone, he's probably going to give up those plays because he's going to probably be playing off but he makes tackles, and he doesn't give up any points. He's an island. I like every island try. That is it. I'm doing it, baby. Yes. This kid gets picks. He picks balls out the air. He oh. finds where the quarterbacks make mistakes, and he finds the ball. Not only that, he can play on offense. Should I upload the clip? He could run jet sweeps. Listen, this kid is a problem, man. Uh the reason why and so a lot of a lot of players felt fell in this draft not due to injury a lot of players fell in this draft because they sat out they opted out the 2020 season i believe he's one that uh fell and luckily yeah. we were able to get him in the third round he easily would have been a first or second round pick easily good job on our scouting team i'm sorry this great job by noticing him because i was and so now you see how my 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 the draft is shaping up because I wanted uh Asante and round two, not thinking that they were even thinking about an Ambry Thomas, right? And so now you're seeing how it shapes up, man. He gives you kind of like that that Richard Sherman, you know, when he was young type thing. You could throw on me if you want to. He's pretty cerebral. You could throw on him if you want to, but he's gonna be able to read the ball and make a play. He's either gonna intercepted or get the pass batted down <clears throat> i hate this pick you're full because, of shit. You're because he's from michigan no oh, okay all right i was about to say i was about to say the, one, player, the one time i don't throw shade at an ohio state player michigan ha i mean nick has to throw state at michigan he's so freaking no, no, petty, it, was, it was just a joke it was just a joke it's a no i love joke. this pick i mean watch this kid look i think he plays man better than he does zone Absolutely, about this. I, I wouldn't be surprised that Sherman is going. That this team switches to more man concepts. Okay. Um, with the did guys he, that we have here, he plays zone at all. He does play zone. He plays zone. Yeah, he plays zone. Like I said, when he plays zone, when he is playing the zone cornerback and the zone re, uh, schemes, he kind of gives up the the plays. You know how Richard Sherman plays like ninety five yards off the wide receiver. He doesn't play that far off, but. He gives up those big chunk Can plays, but he does he doesn't give up touchdowns. I need y'all to send me something where he's playing. I I didn't see a okay. single zone snap. Now I didn't I didn't watch all film, but Mike is no film junkie guru. So I mean, I watched his games, and so like he please they play zone in Michigan. You know, what I just went, I went back and looked for him in his snaps, and you, I you think might not you might not see him in yeah. clips, but if yeah. you watch their games, they play zone. Okay, all right, and um, man. 
<clears throat> but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Jason Verrett is, a, is more of a man guy concept. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and Ambry Thomas could come in here and take a spot from Emmanuel Mosley and play man. Hey, Nick, even even E-Man is a man guy. Think about it. Yeah. He struggles in zone. Yep. That he's better <laughs> physical at the line. He's physical yes, in man coverage. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see this defense switch to more of a man concept this year and get rid of that Seattle-style defense. And because I think the only reason that that stayed here last year was because of Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I think these guys will play more man this year, uh, more man concepts. And I'm not saying they'll get rid of zone completely, but I, w- I would look to see guys switching sides of fields this year, uh, going up, you know, Brett going up against number ones or whatever, um, you know, your top corner going up against guys. I don't want to say Brett because it could be somebody else that they feel, but and see, I, I like this pick. The, the kid is, you know, Breezy broke it down well. He is a Michigan fan, so he's broke broke it down really well. But he is a ball hawk. The kid is a ball hawk. Uh, he does do other things, kick return, punt return, uh, things like that. I do think that we see him. Um, I do think that we see him maybe return some kicks and play special teams this year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, before you go, Mike, uh, I do want to agree – so the reason why you are having trouble finding clips of the the zone is because the concept is is predominantly man in Michigan, but they have played zone. When they play zone, he struggles. That's oh, my I, point. I wasn't disagreeing. I was saying uh, the the two or three games I looked. No, because my man, my man Brandon says that they play ninety eight percent man, and he's right. Like that's what Don Brown does. He finds big ass physical uh, defensive backs to take out these wide receivers, and they defend them pretty darn well. They okay. they. That's what they do. And so, and, and this is why Benjamin St. Juice transferred out. Like, you know what I'm saying? That is why he transferred. He couldn't beat out a freshman. <laughs> he was like, oh, dang, I'm about to lose my job. But then St. Juice went and put up a, a great season at Minnesota. So, you know, it is what it is. Let me get these two comments before we go on, Mike. If yeah, because I got Brandon the G-Man says, on my screen just in case we lost it. Yeah, I was watching Brandon Trader says, if Thomas doesn't have trouble keeping his weight up, missed games at one point at 160 pounds, Mm-hmm. And plays 2020. He is a high second pick. Great Told value you. here. Also was a kick returner, punt returner. No, it was weird. And and I he played thought, on offense, guys. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, he runs jet sweeps. Like that's what dude, he does. This dude is 5'11, 189, 190. Where did 160 come from? It Ooh, says that could have been means at one point at 160 that he lost a lot of weight. I don't know. I didn't see it. Remember, this is when he was a freshman. And so we're talking now he would be in his junior year if he was playing football in college right now because he sat out his sophomore year. So I'm sure his weight is going up, Mike, and you're probably reading today's weight. But at 190, this kid ran a 4.37. So he's still fast. And now he has better brain. He Pause. He has better mental <laughs> uh, capability to game because he's been on the field. He's played at the big house, man. You guys always say you got to get some kids that has that that big game sp- experience, man. And he's played against some of the biggest teams in the Big Ten. So I'm not bigging him up because he's a Michigan guy. I just really think this kid is going to fit this team. And this wasn't Adam Peters' pick. G-Man! You know, this is the first draft, I believe, since 2002. He didn't draft a wide receiver. Pause on the ball. Yep. 18 years. First time 49ers haven't drafted a wide receiver. 18 years. Well, we got about 55 of them on the roster, so. Ray White said he had a virus or condition that caused him to lose the weight. Mm. 
Oh, well then, okay then. So I didn't I didn't know that. I just didn't know I didn't know he was ever that light. I like I said I'm not I'm no expert. I don't know everything about these guys. So all right. I just thought well, that one 189 to 160 is a big difference. And that's why I was like 30. Where, what the hell? Like that's that's huge. So uh, especially for an athlete, 30 pounds is like massive. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about that. It's interesting. Okay. Um, my thoughts on him. Uh, I really, really like the guy. I'm hoping that he can wear number nine. You guys know when his birthday is? Nine, nine, ninety nine. Gotta be. High. I just thought that was crazy. So I don't know if they, I know they're doing this one number thing now, right? I think we saw some Niners tweet out pictures of them in New Jersey numbers. Oh, we should have talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe this guy can get number nine. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool to see a guy whose birthday is nine nine ninety nine. Uh, He's gonna have to pay a lot of money to Robbie Gold. He got paid. well. All right, uh, so <laughs> maybe you're right. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I, I like this guy. I like his scrappiness, like what Breezy was saying. Um, I, you know, this this Niners team, man. We talked about luxury picks and like, how they went into this draft with BPA. They're taking guys that don't have to play this year. And the scary part about the guys that they're taking that don't have to play this year is that some of them didn't play last year. Trey Lance and this guy here. And every time. So, you know, it's like, hey. And you can kind of count out Trey Sermon, too, because he missed a lot of games. Right. So it's like, you know, we can afford to let these guys sit back and we can teach them our way. And, you know, when again, negative thoughts versus positive thoughts. Right. When I when I went over this draft and I'm sitting here like, look at all these guys that we took that didn't play. And then right. It's like. Yeah, but guess what? That means that we can kind of get some of the bad habits out of them easier because they don't have two or three seasons of bad stuff that you want to get out of them ingrained in their in their psyche and in, ingrained in the way that they play. They have one season of college stuff, and we can get that out of them quickly and put the pro stuff in them right away. Get them trained on how the Niners want them to operate and how the Niners want them to play and how the Niners want them to process information. They don't have years and years and years of college information in their head that's going to be hard for them to break these guys i think the people who sat out last year are going to adapt and adjust faster and more quickly than some of these players that played last year and have multiple years under the belt so i think that helps guys like uh you know ambry thomas as well as trey lance so yep scott him 2020 draft he's a dog by burnt spoon Quest for six. Thanks for the contribution. And now, now I know what the NZ stands for. I never knew until he told me. New and Zealand, right? Yeah. All right. All right, All right man. Let's, right? let's speed this up, dog. I'm trying. We gotta, I'm sorry. We got oh, to do this like how they do the draft. And when we get to this round, it goes by faster. All right. <laughs> uh, fifth round pick, number 155 overall. It's offensive lineman. He is a tackle slash guard. Mm-hmm. Jalen Moore. Okay. All right. Now this big fella comes in here. And I'm saying big fella. He's 6'4, 311 pounds. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the big the big bruiser here from Western Michigan? Not Michigan, ahead, but Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, this is more depth. It's more depth at the offensive line position. Uh, you go into the fifth round, you see a guy that's there. This guy plays um Guard and tackle, correct? Yes, sir. So, mm-hmm. so he has versatility. Um, you know, has a chance to come in. You know, we have Sean Coleman coming back this year. You got Justin School coming back this year. 
<clears throat> you can throw this guy in the mix for a swing tackle position. Um, you know, with Sean Coleman coming back and Justin School. So you don't really know who that position is going to go to yet. But this is an opportunity for the kid to make a, a move and being to having versatility with the guard and tackle position is really good. So I do think that it's just a, a beef up the line type pick and maybe somebody that was higher on their board in round five. Yeah, man, this kid was won over by at the at the senior bowl. So he he put up some really impressive snaps at the at the senior bowl. And if you watched him in some of those practices, man, this guy could not be moved. No one was getting by him, not at the guard position, not at the tackle position. And he was playing left left too. He was playing on the left side, like Trent Williams side. Like it's just crazy. And so the 49ers again, Mike said it earlier in the show. If you didn't uh hear it, go back and rewatch the beginning of the show. He said, Listen, listen, they're not just playing to win now they're building for the future and that's what i'm talking about this team is getting bigger and meaner and stronger those three things at the same damn time good pick you know i the negative positive things and mood this one was the hardest for me to find some positives about i know what you guys are saying about the senior bowl and all um but this is one of the moves that i just i continue to continually scratch my head on um i hate the have to say it but there's a pick that we're going to think is the worst pick of the draft and i think this one might be it not saying that he can't shape out to be more surprise or even the starter uh but i don't think this guy ever plays tackle for the 49ers i don't like the length of his arms um i talked about the negative with aaron banks and like when he sometimes gets you know he leans forward plays ahead, ahead of his feet uh this guy seemed to do that all the time but not because he had to um i mean not because he wanted to but because he had to to compensate for his his frame that little six four frame you know what i mean um that's that's small for a tackle you know what i'm saying just like how i i sat there and criticized and critiqued um what's that guy that we wanted in the first round the the top the second or third tackle of the draft uh the little dude what was his name and i said he would play guard oh rashawn slater slater yes same thing goes for this guy right here same thing and because of his stature he was forced to like, you know, lunge at guys a little bit more. And I just think that's what's, what's going to happen, continue to happen uh, at, at the pro level unless you make him a guard. And so I just put him in that guard and see what he can do, and uh, hopefully he can get his, his game together. That's it for me. All right. We'll move on to the next one here. Uh, we are on to the fifth round. The 49ers selected cornerback. Oh, man. No. Safety. No. The cornerback was first. Oh, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Demondora oh, Lindor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Diamondora Diamondora <laughs> Lenar uh, was the next corner. The Amador. Uh, I think who? that's how they said Diamondora. Diamondora. They yeah. called him Dio. That's the presser. So uh, Dio is a. Uh, He's a slot guy, man. <clears throat> yeah, from Oregon. So your guys' thoughts, or you guys want me to go first? How do you want to do this? Go ahead, break it down, dog. All right. So I think that the, the best thing about this guy is his hips. All right? Uh, he's able to turn and twist and transition very, very quickly. Uh, he's somebody that when you – when I the more I watched him, the more I felt confident of him playing in the slot, in the slot. And that's because some guys you see turn to one way – 
and they excel and they turn the other way and they kind of trip up or they do a stutter step or their feet get choppy. His feet are fluent with both change of directions, both left and right. And to me, that translates to being a slot player. There he is. There he is right there. Pick 172 overall. Um, you know, I think that translates well to being a slot player. Um, but that's really about it. I felt like everything else about him was average as far as his speed, um, as far as his, you know, just his size. Uh, but he is a guy who I think the Niners fell in love with. I could be wrong for the same reason that they fell in love with guys like Trey Lance, uh, the determination, the grit, and the heart. So I'm going to shut up. I'll give you guys the floor to see what you guys have to say about. Uh, what'd you say, Dio Medora? Diamador. Diamador. I'm sorry, Lenore. Yeah, Diamador Lenore. So it is Lenore, not 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 Lenoir. It's not French. Len- <clears throat> I just thought you heard when you're done. So that's that's why I asked. Listen, man, this this kid is going to be able to play in a slot, and like Nick says, he uh about you know potentially moving on from a guy he'll be able to learn from one of the best the best slot corner in the game, right? So we're talking about a guy like uh K Wall Williams, and so uh he can play outside as well, but <clears throat> I think the 49ers are gonna utilize him at the nickel position, the nickel back position, um, and those particular types of packages. And like Mike said, his hips, and so his hips really work for him, especially on the outside, but getting to be able to, to get around on the inside on those you know speedy guys, I think that's where he's gonna be able to excel. Uh, he is a fifth round pick, but that doesn't mean he plays like a fifth rounder. I mean, his kid balls out. If you watch some of the Oregon film and the Oregon games, you can actually see that this kid's a baller and they've used him inside and out. And so he's a he's a <laughs> he's a versatile player, man. This is what Kyle Shanahan likes on his team. And so uh, I actually like this pick. I for, for I actually like the, the DBs we drafted in this draft, even though I thought we were going to go with some DBs a lot higher. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he's pretty cool. Good pick. Nick's Nick. still looking. I didn't know that was by. It's pronounced Diamador Lenore. All right, you were right. Lenore. So there we go. <laughs> I'm mad he put that. <laughs> All right, Nick. Look like, no, a, no, look like a, I said let's look it up because I didn't know how to say the last name. So that's that why it looked like a, a fortune cookie fortune. <clears throat> yeah. So no, um, you guys pretty much broke it down on here. So we can move on to the next guy. The one thing I will say about him and Ambry, these guys are two guys who excel in press. Maybe the Niners are tipping their hands telling you what type of, type of system gonna that they're going to be running. They're going to uh, get physical you know, at the line of scrimmage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know what that means? That means the pass rush has to be improved because if you whiff on that, you get exposed if that pass rush isn't there. That tells yeah. me two things. One, the Niners are planning to play press. And two, they're planning to pay, play press because they believe in the ability of the defensive lineman to get after the quarterback this season. That's big. That's big. All right, I'll shut up. Sorry. All right, the next guy that is here is, oh, man, Talanoa Hufunga. Hufunga! There it is right there. Fifth round, pick number My 180 overall. favorite pick in the draft, y'all. All right. Is it because My of his name? Pick. No, it's not because of his name. It's because of this way this man plays. He plays big. Every single time now he's had some injuries, and so, so the injuries kind of like slowed down his drafting process or whatnot. But when I tell you, man, he's a playmaker. We've been screaming for playmakers in the secondary for how many years now? 
I'll wait. It's been a while. Forever. Yep. Okay, so since like 2012, probably, right? So this guy, uh, not only does he play safety, you can see him play linebacker as well. He could probably play out there on the outside. He's definitely going to be a box guy for the 49ers. And so if, if, if Tart does not choose to resign and this kid can be healthy, this kid is going to be the <laughs> wild card and probably the steal of the draft. Probably the steal of the draft. Definitely has a fourth, fifth round great grade on him. Uh, according to our big boards and things like that that we've been looking up, and so this kid is going to be a problem in this uh, on this particular type of defense. I I like to compare him to Troy Polamalu because he can play anywhere on you know in that secondary as well as on the line. So it's like having a safety but an extra linebacker on the field. He can play coverage. He can play on the line. And I'm gonna shut up right there. This kid is is a is a problem. And yes, Aziz better watch out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this kid is electrifying. Talanoa Hafunga and Aziz better watch out. So you putting two players on notice with this guy, Tart and Aziz? This kid is a hybrid, man. I'm telling you. I see he could play he can play a linebacker, he could play safety. He's gonna make you're absolutely right, my deuces. He's going to make our special teams go from a C plus to an A plus. Guarantee. You heard this it first. Guy, this is also the guy that said he wanted to be a special teams pro bowler. This right? is what he said. That's him, right? This is the That's guy? What he said. Okay. He's setting his expectations. He's not even saying, look, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to start at the safety position. He's saying, look, I'm going to come on this team. I'm going to make the team by becoming a special teams pro bowler. Like, you man, please. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. Yeah, that was one of my biggest takeaways from this guy. Like, his his energy level that he had where, where he was so confident in himself like in that presser. Um, but going back to him, I mean, he's training with um, Troy Palomalo. Troy. Troy Palomalo. He, his game reminds me of him. He had, I think he had three picks in 2020 as a box safety. Was it three? I got to double check. Yeah, it's not a three. Sure three, three but, um, like you four. said, hybrid guy can play in the box, can play up. Oh, he could he could block punts too, y'all. I just want y'all to know that. Yeah, I mean, look, he was um, wasn't was he the Pac-12? Uh, the yeah, of the year last year, right? Mm-hmm. USC. And, yep. and, you, and we get him in the fifth round. Like, I guess it's because of injuries, but no, I do like this kid. I do think that you know I said earlier that you know he is a guy that could be uh, easily replace tart when tart leaves uh at that high that that uh strong safety position mm-hmm. uh, not saying that he's going to beat him out but he could easily replace him that if tart goes and gets money somewhere else then you got a rookie coming in and you can play so oh so be a sophomore four <laughs> it was four picks yeah yeah four picks my bad guys my bad um but i don't care if he runs a for a slow 40 he doesn't have to run a fast 40 he doesn't have to play with speed on the defense when it comes to covering guys. He'll we be covering tight ends. There. We have linebackers that'll do that. Like Exactly. And he'll also be covering tight ends. Pro- he, he's a guy that can cover a tight end. So name the tight ends in our conference, in our division. He's Go ahead, Mike. I, I want Mike to speak first. I'm sorry. I'm getting happy. <laughs> I think that this guy is Marcel Harris. I Take it for negative. Take it for positive. 
Uh, I he, see this. He's way with, better. He's way better on his angles. He's way better at tackling. He I, does lay the big hits, and he plays better in coverage. Marcel Harris has zero interceptions. This guy is not good in coverage. He's good okay. going forward. Okay. He'll, he, he's okay. good going forward. Okay. I, I just from two games. You're saying he's good going I, I forward, right? Two. And so, so what he does in his coverage is his linebacker role, right? And so that's what I mean coverage by linebacker. Going, he looks like coverage Fred, is going backwards. I, so, so hear me out. So in coverage, he has four interceptions because he goes backwards. The four, okay? the four so interceptions he, aren't in coverage. It's just four interceptions. One of them came off a tip pass. What? Hear me out, though. I'm just saying he has four interceptions from covering. He had to cover. They play zone, right? So that that might not be covering in, I guess. So if they're in zone and he picks the hole in the zone to be at the spot to where the ball is thrown, does that consider coverage or no? Because zone coverage and man coverage is coverage. And so if he's sitting in the zone and he's looking for that ball and he intercepts the ball out the air, that's coverage. All right. Well, when I say coverage, I mean get your guy and stick on him. That's what I mean okay, when I say then, coverage. Okay, I mean so he's he's not a man guy, but he's his own guy. He could play in yes. space, is what I'm trying to yes. say. Yes, yeah. Un unlike the other two guys we were talking about in the secondary that the team picked up, this guy isn't going to really do a good job, in my opinion, from what I saw. And man, just two That's games. I, I haven't yeah. watched it all. I have not watched it all. I know what the stats say. I remember looking up the stats after we drafted him. I was like, oh, this guy's a turnover machine. Like, this guy's always around the ball, right? But then you put on a couple of games, and it's like he excels going forward towards the line of scrimmage, just like Marcel Harris does. That's what I saw when I watched him. That's just me. Crazy Mike. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just – I can only speak on what I saw. Um, and – isn't he injured? Isn't this the guy with like the collarbone issues or something like that? Isn't that isn't that this guy? Or yes. I, I or am I am I thinking about some? I might be thinking about somebody else. I thought this I was the guy. Yes. Like, oh, it is it him. Okay, he, he had the collarbone injury. Yes, he's he's gonna have to really really tighten up. I in my opinion, I know that we're excited. We see we see the 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 name and we hear that he's working with Troy Palomalu and. No, that's you know, what you're seeing. I, that's not for me. I've watched him play as well, so I know what I see. He has his flaws. So why is it fifth round pick? That's fair. That's fair. So hopefully, now it doesn't mean that he can't, you know, tighten up mm -hmm. and stuff like that. None of these guys are finished products. None of them are, no. and that's the exciting thing about them. So I'm not. I'm just saying what I saw. That's it. That's all I'm saying is what I saw. And so of what I saw, it was just like, all right. I think that there's a player like him on the team already in Marcel Harris. Now, Marcel Harris also had to work his way up to being what I see now in Marcel Harris, right? He didn't come in looking the way he does now. If this guy already looks like Marcel Harris, I'm not – he's probably going to surpass him. You know what I mean? He'll add some elements to his game and he'll be better. But that's just the way – that's just what I saw when I looked at him. So that's just me. That's just my opinion. This guy – is simply wherever the ball is, period. He said period. All right. Six-round guy. Uh, we are on six-round running back. All right. The 49ers go running back here. And Elijah Mitchell. I got you, bro. No, you got it. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana Lafayette. Pick 194 overall. Break it 4, down, three, three guy. 
433 guys guys fast um i like i like the pick man i like the you went with the power running back and now you're gonna go get me a guy that's fast that's agile that could do some things uh he's he's what the jet was supposed to be <laughs> like catches out of the backfield i'm not sure about his pass protection i didn't look up to see how well he uh uh blocks out there but he's a 433 guy um how he fell to the 6 i don't know maybe the school i have no idea but he fell to the 49ers um so now you're going to have speed and thunder so you have lightning and thunder again so we're reincarnating what we already have we're replenishing excuse me what we already have okay and so a lot, a lot of people are comparing him to Matt Breida, but that's not a good comp, not in my opinion. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> that's not that's not a good comp in my opinion. Matt Breida was always injured, so uh, I think this kid is going to be able to come in here and provide that speed. That that you know we like that four three one Raheem Mostert speed. Well, he's got it, but he's also got great hands out of the backfield, and I heard he's good in pass protection, so that's a good thing. Usually these smaller guys are actually. Yeah, I like it's this. So pick. quiet after I talk. I'm just I like this pick. I didn't know if Mike was going to go. I like this pick. I do think that you're replenishing some of that speed. Um, you know, it is a guy that you you know you could possibly put stack on a um, practice squad and see what what you could do with him. Uh, obviously. You still want to – I think the 49ers still want to implement speed into their running back's position as well. So it's not like they're getting rid of bringing Moster or something like that. But this could be Moster's replacement as that speed guy with another guy who is a physical guy. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think, has turned the wheels or turned the corner, I should say, on his quarterback position and the running back positions as in they need to be more physical to where they don't get – decimated decimated with injuries like they have been so i do think that you know adding a second running back the running back room is deep right but it's also bringing out competition it's bringing out challenges and these all these guys are here you know the two main guys in Moster and jeff wilson are only here for another year so see what you get get another speed guy and see where it goes i <laughs> I'm going to be super contrarian again. I hate y'all for making me say the shit that I got to say, man. But like, <laughs> I ain't putting no gun to your head, right, Ricky so Bobby. This is how it played out for me today, right? So I listened to all the KNB, KNBR interviews, right? And when they started speaking to Elijah Mitchell, uh, they asked him about his 40 time. He was like, yeah, I was surprised I ran that fast. He said that. And I'm like, what the hell? So I go back and I watch the tape. And I see why he's surprised. <laughs> he didn't look that fast to me, guys. I'm sorry. I think I, I'll be honest with you guys. I think like in I'm going to say short area, but like in the 20 yards, I feel like uh, the the first guy we got was faster, and I think this guy was more of the bruiser. I felt like this guy knew how to protect the ball, and you know, be I don't know, man. I, I felt like he was a little bit better. Um, and then I looked up the the plays and, and games missed and the injuries, and he's. He's injured. He's injured. He gets injured a lot too. So I mean, they said even dating back to high school, this guy gets injured. Um, I don't know what to expect from Elijah Mitchell. Um, I like him. I do. I do see the positives in him. He is somebody who does not hesitate behind the line of scrimmage. He doesn't do that dancing back there. 
both of these guys, this is what I will tell you about both of both of the running backs that we got, him and Sermon both. They identify the hole and they attack it right away. They Man. both plug the hole immediately. Immediately. Good. But I think this guy is more of the I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I won't I won't say that. We'll see, we'll see how he ends up playing out. Uh, but to hear him say that he was surprised by his 40 time and then go back and watch it, it really, really annoyed me. I wish I had never heard him say that. I wish I would have just heard the 40 time and been like, you know, jumping through the roof. But, we'll, you know, it is what it is. We can't undo what we heard and, and unsee what we saw. And we'll, we'll see how he plays out. Yeah, I think the reason why we drafted these type of running backs, though, is to keep the flow of the running game going. All right, Mostert, you ran it. Cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they'll dress three running backs a game and then probably uh, uh, mm-hmm. Kyle, right? And you know what I'm saying? So depending on each week, it'll be a different, it'll be a, right. you know, a different hit. You know what I'm saying? And so like Mostert might start one week and then Jeff Wilson Jr. might yeah. start the next week. And then Trey Sermon might uh, spell Mostert or, or Jet, I mean, Jeff, and then, you know, vice versa. So I think, you know, like Nick said, he may go on the practice squad. I I don't know if he'll make it to the practice squad. Somebody else might pick him up. I know Kyle Shanahan kind of gets guys that go on the practice squad and no one kind of touches them except for Caden Smith, which is one we all liked, but we had no choice but to but to put him on there and then he got picked, you know, he got signed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I do like what they're doing. And shout out to Bobby Turner. These are Bobby Turner's guys. And so we all talk about how we trust Bobby Turner. We like Bobby Turner. So then let's go ahead and trust Bobby Turner. These are guys he hand-selected to be on his squad. He said, Bobby, I'm going to give you two picks. Don't F them up. And so Bobby says, go get me thunder. Go get me lightning. I wouldn't be surprised to see Trey Sermon taking the role that Tevin Coleman had and becomes the starter starting that first play. Why not? I, I always said that I didn't want Raheem, Raheem Mostert starting. I will stand by that. That's been my thing. Don't start him. Let him come in the game. Switch the whole uh, way, you know, the way they look at him. Because they're going to be playing for the pound. He can get to the outside and be nobody out there. That's 90 yards of touchdown. Easy. Mm-hmm. Who catching him? You know, and w- when we were talking about Elijah uh, during the draft show, we played the clip of him, which got our uh, – video flagged but my bad uh this dude gets the ball and when he runs he runs like this just super upright just yeah. he's gonna get killed man you know who else ran like that Raheem Mostert <laughs> <laughs> upright did a mother sucker but you know that, that's how he played you know but the one thing I will say uh, like I said is that both these guys hit the whole hard and uh to speak on what Breezy was talking about with the the, the rotation that could be there don't tell Kyle you that you're tight in practice. Your ass will be sitting, and there's going to be somebody else in there to get those snaps from you, bro. Don't tell them you got a tight hammy, that your calf is hurt. This ain't the team. Toe took the day off. Your ass is going to be sitting down because he's going to throw somebody else in there this year. It's not the season to be doing that. No, sir. Not, no, sir. Mm-mm-mm. You see, he went, and got, he went and got positions, and he's loaded at positions. He's loaded at positions. And you saw what he did to Jimmy. Jimmy said, I got a high ankle sprain. All right, no problem. I'll figure it out. Jim, oh, coach, I'm ready to go back. Now nah, you can stay sitting now. We got this. All right. Like, Kyle, once you make Kyle's doghouse, good yeah, luck it. getting out. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> and that, that was the last, that, 
Uh, Elijah Mitchell was the last draft pick of the 49ers in the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, we have four undrafted free agents to discuss really quick. We'll try to fly through them. Uh, the first one is undrafted free agent wide receiver Austin Watkins Jr. If I'm not mistaken, he is cousins of Sammy Watkins. Is that correct? Correct. That's really a thing? Like they didn't just say that as a correct. joke? That's 100% correct, yes. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. All right, uh, I'll give you guys my takeaway if you guys have anything to add to it. Um, you you can you can if you want. Um, when I when I put on the tape of him, just one game, I didn't watch a lot of him. Uh, twice I saw him have to be pointed in the right direction of where to go to line up, and in that same game I saw him drop a pass because he was running before he looked the ball in. Uh, so the the stuff that frustrated people about Kendrick Bourne is what I saw in just one game. Now, it was just one game. It could have been the worst possible game to watch, but that was it. So. That's what I had there on Austin Watkins Jr. I don't know anything else about him. I know people were really, really like pound the table saying, oh, this is the guy, this is the guy. I heard you guys tell me the same exact thing about KD Cannon, and I never saw him take a snap for the 49ers. So I don't know. I mean, he went undrafted for a reason. So um, that should speak volumes. Uh, He he possibly can be a Kendrick Bourne replacement, uh, but we'll have to see what what happens. I mean, I asked the question earlier. Everybody feels like he's KB 2.0. Um, he has short hands across the middle. And then when you get Mike coming on here saying he watched one game where he had some drops, and <laughs> that ain't cool. So uh, if he is KB 2.0, uh, that'll be good because at least you know you're going to have a guy that's going to do what? Move the chains, right? Like keep those chains going. Um, but we shall see. You know, we shall see if he's able to make the squad. He should be able to make the squad with the wide receivers that we have on the squad. <laughs> like He should be able to make it, but – We'll see. <clears throat> I haven't watched any of his tapes, so I have no talk on it. Like I said, I didn't even know who the priority free agents were. I've been busy, gotcha. haven't even looked. So I'm not going to have much to say about the priorities. Now, Justin Hillard, obviously, I'll say something about him because he was an Ohio State boy. So know a little bit about him. Well, let, go ahead. Let's take it away there. Let's, let's start with Justin Hillard. No, I mean, I think he has – I'm surprised that he went undrafted. I did see him – possibly anywhere from the fourth to sixth, maybe seventh round uh, pick. He does have speed side to side. Um, He is – he could get better in coverage, in my personal opinion. Um, He does have, like I said, good speed side to side. He is a a good form tackler Um, when he wants to be. He does have a lot of uh, I'm going to try to put you on your butt type of lower my shoulder and hit you type of plays as a linebacker as well. Uh, But – for the most part, I think he is a guy that could come in. He doesn't have Aziz Al-Shair speed. Um, I do think he is a guy that will probably produce uh, on special teams, uh, kind of like Mark Najoka used to do. Um, I do think that he could fill that role where Diamador kind of competes for that Aziz Al-Shair position uh, type linebacker there. So I think it's a good pickup. I do think there's an opportunity here for him to do something, but I do think that his his route to the team is through special teams at first. Uh, I, I think he's a really good downhill player. I think he diagnoses the run play. Well, I, I, I agree. I can't say he I diagnoses agree. the run play well, but he believes the run play and he goes right after no, it. No, he, he diagnoses it well. He's the best linebacker on this squad, bro, and I yeah. don't know why he fell this well, far. It has to do with his speed. And his injuries. injuries. Yeah. The, in, yeah. the injuries are one of the reasons, but he also will bite on fakes. So that's why I said I don't know if I can say he diagnoses it well because if it's a fake, 
He's no, gone. I see what you're saying. He's still I get, I get that's what I'm saying. saying. So like if he sees run, he believes run, he hits it hard. And then yeah. his footwork, right? His footwork isn't good enough to quickly recover from it. So it gets it gets really like choppy and muddled. So, but that that's like that's nitpicking. Uh, I honestly feel like this guy is Chris Borland. I don't know if you guys remember. You did not want Chris Borland in coverage. Well, we could have drafted his brother. Game. <laughs> huh? We could have drafted his brother. Chris Borland's brother. He was. He was. Yeah, Ohio State linebacker. He played with Ohio State. The Niners better not ever touch a Borland again. <laughs> oh, Borland could have been something if he didn't just decide to up and retire. And that's why we better not do, never do it again. But th- that's who this guy reminds me of. Uh, a phenomenal downhill guy, a willing tackler. Uh, he's he's got to stay healthy and then learn to not be so susceptible to the play fake. That's where I think that it can get him. But he's everything you want to be in the run game, everything you want him to be in the run game. And I saw – wasn't there just a comment up there? It sounds like Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander, yeah. This guy's not afraid of contact. This guy will hit you and wrap you up and make sure he brings you down. So he's a really good linebacker if he can stay healthy. Uh, you just don't want him in coverage, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's why I said I don't think he competes with Aziz right now. Right. No, I think no, no. he. I think he makes this team by special teams, and then you put it, him in some goal line packages. Though you might have yeah. something. Oh there. yeah, you can put him in some, or goal some line short yardage package. situations. Sure. I For think sure. you might have something there. All right, uh, Josh Peterson, undrafted free agent tight end. Anybody have any take on him? I have one, and it's one word. He's so trash. I, my word, I don't know which word was more harsh. My word, <laughs> my word was soft. He's trash. I don't, I don't know how else to. He had a I, horrible I, I, 2020 season, yo. He was, he's garbage. They're gonna I, people probably don't quarterback or something, but I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it in the blocking game. I don't see it like as a willing receiver to go across the middle. He's just. It, Remember when I told you guys that I hate the name and it makes me nervous because someone has a name? Remember I told you guys I, I was nervous about the Asante Samuel Jr. because I wasn't sure if it was the hype because of the name or whatever? Don't do this, man, Mike. Mike. I think he's here because of the name. There's I hate no... to say it. Okay, Mike. Next pick, the other linebacker. Wait, Nick, you didn't, you didn't have nothing for him? No? Okay. Soft and trash. God, we – hey. If you want to come on and do an interview with us, I would love to interview you, Josh. But you're going to tie it up, soft and trash. I'm sorry, man. No, I wouldn't. No, I just because soft could be maybe. Maybe I should have said finesse. We could just <laughs> we could just call that. We could call him Charmin. All right, the last. <laughs> I like it. The last linebacker that the 49ers picked up was Elijah Sullivan. Um, do you guys have any information on Elijah Sullivan? He's like a hybrid guy too, man. Line linebacker, safety. He can play safety. Um, these are special teams guys, man. I, I, if these guys make the squad, they're gonna be practice squad. The special teams. I'm telling you, the the Niners are trying to upgrade their special teams, it's hands down. Um, and. Uh, I think that's where you're going to see him on special teams as a gunner. This, this, and that's a good thing because this means guys like Tavares Moore may be seeing more reps as a starter or more reps as a, you know, this is pushing other guys, just like you said, 
um, with Aziz. Like Aziz might be that permanent outside linebacker or whatever. I, who knows? Like we're building the special teams to be a force to be reckoned with. That's it. Good night, y'all. Where did Mike go? <laughs> I said good night and he left. Yo, that was like perfect timing. I have Everybody's no idea tired. where he went. That's so funny. Uh, Brandon Trejo says that Sullivan is going to be a developmental long snapper. Okay. That, uh, he's soft, though, but okay. Be interesting. He'll be getting hit on the head, but hey. I'm going to wait for Mike to pop back in here because he, like, just jumped up out of there. My bad, man. Hey, this freaking laptop I have is touchscreen now, so <laughs> – this is crazy, man. You try to wipe some. I can't wipe it off the corner because it's right there on the. Uh, it was funny because Breezy was like, "All right, good night, y'all," and you were just like, "Right, <laughs> no." <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, we went through all the undrafted guys, went through all the draft picks. We talked about Jimmy. We talked about the cuts. We talked about, uh, you know, the conversation and the interview. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this team. I do Facts. think this, I do think that this team got better um, with their draft, um, but you know that's also to be seen. Um, to be seen. Obviously, I think we upgraded at some positions. I think that we brought some guys in that are going to compete for positions. Um, specifically, the running back room. I do think there's going to be a competition there. Uh, I do think that quarterback competition will be there also. Uh, but I'm not sure if Trey Lance is that guy this year uh, due to the fact that just from what I heard Kyle Shanahan say, I think he wants him to develop under him a little bit. But, uh, you know, just learning everything. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Trey Lance this year in some Taysom Hill type things um, if he's not the starter. And uh, I do think this team got better. I do think the team got better, and I'm going to give them a high – I'm going to give them an A-, actually, technically. I was going to say B, but I'm going to give them an A-. Yeah. I, I like that, man. You know, and I did want to talk on Elijah Sullivan just really, really quick. Uh, I like this guy. Um, he – so we, I talked about the other linebacker, how he's like a, a forward guy. I think this guy is a side-to-side player. It's almost like they got one in one thing and, and one in the other. Um, and I, I like the way that he moves side-to-side. Nick, you talked about scraping a couple seasons ago. Like, this guy scrapes really well. I think you're going to like that when you watch Elijah. The one thing he doesn't do well, though – like, you know how, like, when there's a run play and, and linemen are coming towards you and you're supposed to, like, shed those linemen and, and get to the tackle? It's over. <laughs> it is over for him. When a lineman gets to him, it's done. Uh, he's not he's not going to get there. Um, and he's not a guy who, uh, like, if he studies it, cool. He's a very, very, very reactionary guy, which makes him look slow to the play. He has to see – what's happening, and then go. So, you know, it's some stuff to work on. Uh, he's got all the ability in the world, but, you know, you got to see how it plays out. Uh, but that's it. That's our whole draft review show. Nick, I like your grade of A-. minus. I'm going to stick with that one also. Uh, I think I give him an A-. minus, And that's that's saying a lot considering how I felt about these guys down the stretch. So um, I like it. I like it a lot. Breezy. Yeah. Hey. Your overall grade or anything? It's that B plus A minus, man. It's the mm-hmm. B plus A minus. Um, I want to give him an A. I want to give him a straight up A A 
Uh, but I would say pick rounds one and two. We're going to round two, I think, will be a, a, a day one starter for sure. Um, and then rounds three. I think we got some chess pieces that we're going to, you know, some specific chess pieces like some some bishops and some knights <laughs> and, and things like that. I think we got some pieces that that's going to to move the NFC West. That's going to move mountains in the NFC West on the offensive side. So I think that the 49ers are definitely going to this is definitely a, a B plus to an A minus. Those are some powerful pieces on the chessboard, man. Oh, you ain't Those never lied, bro. Ones. Yo, you ain't never lied. If you know how to move them correctly and strategically. You win games. Get the driver for that F1, baby. Get the driver. That's all you need. Pole position. That's the only thing I can think of. That's what it sounds like, too. When you you ever watch the F1 race, the Formula Formula race? I've been to races. That shit sounds just like it sounds like mosquitoes. Yeah, it's like yeah. That shit is nuts, man. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it, man. I can't wait to turn this into a podcast. I want to thank you guys for breaking this all down with us, giving us your analysis, man. And for you out there in the audience, thank you guys for sticking with us and rocking out as long as you guys did. show clearly went longer than we wanted it to. I'm sorry. I got to go make it up to the missus now. She's probably asleep. Uh-huh. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, man. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here. I have no final thoughts, so we're just going to get up out of here. Can right? I ask for a Good? favor, though? Uh-oh. Can can we ask all? I need three hundred more subscribers to reach one thousand. Oh Three hundred people in here watching right now. Probably only twenty one of y'all of the three hundred is probably <laughs> already subscribed. If I can get all the other three hundred to go to nitty gritty Niners, Nick, please put a smile on your face. We gotta sell it. Come on, Nick. There you go. <laughs> go to me. We gotta sell it. Hey man, I think you're selling. I think you're selling the crossover short. I think. There's a lot more people in here than just 21 that follow. I know. I was just being. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I see what you're saying. If you guys could just go subscribe, I promise you, I'm Nick and Mike will be on the show every week. Like, just go (laughs) subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. No, I do appreciate the love that we're getting. Oh, man. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it, man. Guys, go show show some support for our guy Wayne, man. Wayne works hard. I told y'all he got 7-Eleven shows, and he (laughs) on all of them, man. Speaking of 7-Eleven, bro, I could go for a a red Slurpee, yo. You got to get the red mixed with the blue. Ooh, that sound sound piece. some joints together. There's literally a 7-Eleven like 10 minutes from my house. I might have to go. That's good stuff. It's midnight. It's midnight. Shout out to Scott, baby. We appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much, man. All right. Got subscriber. I think he froze. <laughs> so we're going to get up out of here, guys. Go subscribe, man. Lock Who in. Froze? Load up. There you back. You back. And I we're going to take it home, man. You guys ready to get up out of here? Yes. Yes, sir. All right. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>